Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. To the show that challenges you to think deeply, to think deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Friday Eve. So, just talking about this express grain situation, uh, I, I don't exactly know from a legal perspective what uh, what laws would be broken here if there was, in fact, some sort of corroboration. And in in essence, it was concealed. Now, again, I don't know, and this is the kind of information that would be disclosed in financial statements when auditors come in. So I don't know if Express Grain submitted to a a full-scope financial audit, uh, what their fiscal year is, timing of that, don't know. But my sense is there was some wrongdoing here. Uh, the question is, what's the remedy? And in general, you would think that that uh, would be sorted out in court. Right now, of course, Express Grain is uh, protected by Chapter 11 bankruptcy, that option. So we'll see where all that goes, but somebody needs to go down for it. It sure feels like. The problem, I think, is that the company may not have any assets to be used to recover from uh, this loss. But if the bank is somehow culpable and has some liability here, well, then they they need to step up and uh, repay and compensate these farmers for these losses. But anyhow, joining us now uh, in the studio, the lieutenant governor of the great state of Mississippi, Delbert Hoseman. Governor, thanks for coming on, sir. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, and I was listening to your comments. Um, I've been up in the Delta recently, and this is catastrophic uh, for just about everybody around Greenwood, Mississippi. And um, it permeates uh, the fact that this horrific loss has been incurred up there, depending on who you talk to, 50 or $100 million. It's just a staggering amount of money. Probably one of the biggest losses we've ever had in Mississippi that wasn't caused by a hurricane or something. But when you look at that, uh, it permeates the rest of the economics of the Delta. I mean, people don't buy a machine. They don't get their stuff repaired. They don't make donations to charity. I mean, everything that comes out of having a very successful farming year uh, is impacted by this. This 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 is not a small issue here. It's not. And and uh, Governor, I know you are a uh, an experienced lawyer here, and and you and I have had some full disclosure, some mm-hmm. some uh, legal done some legal work for us through mm-hmm. the years. But so. What's the deal here, Governor? When you've got a bank, it appears, yeah. at least allegedly, that's what the, the lawyer for the class action, the class of farmers is suing. They're encouraging, essentially, their customer 
to, well, we'll just wait until you have some assets on the books here, and then we're going to come at you and yeah, enforce the default. on September the 23rd, right when everybody's unloaded all of their soybeans, corn, and everything else, we're going to swoop in and take all of the assets. Right. So um, I'm very concerned about that. We're, we're looking at legislation um, concerning this for, going on a go-forward basis. Uh, we've met with... Um, farmers there with uh, different uh, industries groups that may represent them about what the state can do we've got a meeting coming up this next week again to make sure this doesn't happen again that being said um the ones that have been harmed this year around the greenwood area is is devastating and we had i'm like you i listened to um attorney don barrett's discussion about that and about individuals crying in his office and whatnot about that that they're going to lose everything they work for it's it's just horrific i mean it is a horrific thing that has happened to us and how how it got there i guess the bankruptcy and the lawyers will work that out um the only thing i think we can do at this point is make sure it doesn't happen again yeah i mean and at this point as you know in filing chapter 11 uh the 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 vendors here that would be the farmers Mm -hmm. really can't do anything no, and, and, and their assets are are just being wiped out here a little bit more at a time. Whatever assets there would would be, uh, if they you know sell whatever's up there, yeah, it's it is an an unholy mess. Mm-hmm. Have uh, you given any thought to how the state might be able to provide some degree of assistance? What uh, short of just legislation here? Right. We 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 looked at that. Um, this is happening post, you know, obviously these are post losses, so it's harder to do. And uh, we don't have any statutory scheme in which to reimburse people for losses. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the same thing would apply to restaurants during sure. COVID and everything sure. else. The federal government comes up with a plan that would be good. Uh, there are some loan plans that are there, but uh, most uh, we haven't been able to come up with any way uh, to make people whole this litigation may make them whole yeah. uh, which may be our, our best way to get back to somewhere near normal but from there i think most of our work right now is to make sure that this doesn't happen again sure these elevators some of them are federal and get audited quite often others are state run um i think there may be about 50 of them and uh this has happened before uh, in Arkansas and in uh, Louisiana, um, you know, it's a very complicated business that they're buying and selling on futures markets. And, you know, it's very difficult. I mean, you got to be pretty sophisticated to run one of these. It's not just emptying a truck. Yeah. And so when they do all of that, there's there there are problems. There could be problems with um, just making bad economic decisions, and you can't insure against that. Right. But this one seems to be more calculated to harm our people, and I'm, yeah. I'm very hopeful that that litigation will find a favorable result. Well, it's it sounds to me, and I, I don't know. Again, I said said this if any laws were broken, but it, but if there's some sort of corroboration going on between yeah. a financial institution and their customer, essentially, yeah. uh, their debtor. Uh, that seems like there should be some illegal illegality involved there. And then I wonder, uh, Governor, is that something our Attorney General should step in and address? I, I, I expect that they're looking at this. I haven't because it's uh, you cross that line when you get into a, a criminal versus a civil action. Yeah. So I have not been in any discussions about that and intend to stay out of that. Uh, but you start moving around a lot of federal monies by wire and bank transfers. And, of course, the banks were furnishing these farmers 
and there's no money for them either. Right. Uh, so uh, it, it, like I say, it, it has a ripple yeah. effect, but it's more in, in the Greenwood area, like a tsunami effect. And very, very difficult. I'll, I'll leave up to the Attorney General what, what statutory gotcha. problems they got. Well, you know, I, I con- I'm concerned, and I know you share this concern, is how are they able to even bounce back and function in the next season? <laughs> you know, when you go and you've pledged all your land and or whatever, and you you got to, well, we, even those that are tenants, and they uh, pledged all of their assets to pay off a loan. Now they've got a loan for hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, some of them, and they have no asset. Right. I mean, they've got their tractors and, and their goodwill and hard work, and that's about it. Yeah. Farmers are the biggest gamblers in the world. No question. Every year they bet the farm, literally, and in this case, it was taken away from them. And I, I, I think it's horrific. We'll keep an eye on it and appreciate you uh, you commenting on that, uh, Governor, because it's a big thing. It's a, it's a big thing in the state of Mississippi, and uh, we can't let this happen again, that's for sure. Yeah. And, and hopefully we can we can get some legislation that will, uh, I guess, have some teeth in it. That, that would yeah. uh, prevent this, but anyhow, we'll like like we said, we'll keep an eye on. It. I was up in Tupelo yesterday, and uh, you know, I talked about this at the top of the show, Governor. The state of Mississippi, uh, in all corners and all across it, we're just blessed with a lot of great people. And when I go in these these businesses and work with these entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. it is so rewarding and so heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Uh, great people work their rears off, and they just want government to stay the hell out of their way. And we seem to have an administration in Washington that is hell-bent on getting more in their way. <laughs> uh, and so I, I worry about that uh, anyhow. But we'll segue into we got this big chunk of money coming mm-hmm. down. And I, honestly, I've said that on the program before, that uh, kind of have mixed feelings about that. On the one hand, we could get a lot of good things done for the state of Mississippi. On the other hand, we're just uh, kicking the can down the road with respect to our mm-hmm. debt. And our liability and and the inflationary aspect of pumping all this money into the account economy, mm-hmm. but we got 1.8 billion dollars. I understand that some subcommittees or a subcommittee has mm-hmm. been meeting on this and and getting ready. What what's the latest on well, that? Well, where we are, the um, and you're exactly right. I, I didn't ask for this money, but it's here. I think it's our job at the legislature and uh, in the House and the Senate to make sure we spend it well. And I want that to be transformational. I don't want it to be one or two years. I want it to be one or two generations. I'm thinking about my grandchildren and your and your children. Yeah. And I'll go through what the hearings are. I hear. I hear yeah. We got a break up. right here. Yeah. I'll, I'll be happy to go through where we are and what we're looking at. Sounds good, Lieutenant Governor Delbert. Hope is our guest in the Super Talk Studios. Middays will be right back. That the plains men speak of the man with the gun, of the man called Paladin. Paladin, Paladin, where do you roam? Paladin, Paladin, far, far from.
show was previously recorded. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 30% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 79. New Year's Eve, a 20% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, low around 69. New Year's Day, 90% chance of rain and breezy, high near 80 degrees. And for your Sunday, sunny skies with rain and snow in the forecast, high only to 42. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. If you're tired of big cable bills, you can get Newsmax TV for free. Millions are watching Newsmax, available now on major cable systems or for free on smart TVs like Samsung, LG, and Vizio. Find it streaming on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, TiVo, Apple TV, and more. Seven million Americans have downloaded the free Newsmax app on their smartphones. It takes just seconds. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. Find out why. Start watching today. Callaway's after Christmas sale starts now. Final markdown. All Christmas 50% off. No exclusions. Permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. We are located in Gludstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful from trees, shrubs, color plants, and pine straw to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Our landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Callaway's after Christmas sale starts now. Final markdown. All Christmas, 50% off. No exclusions. Permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. All 50% off. No exclusions. Callaway's Bloodstat on Calhoun Station Parkway south of Germantown High. Callaway's is Callaway's is everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is this New Year's Eve broadcast on Super Talk Mississippi is brought to you by Tico Steakhouse. Make your reservations to come see us soon. East County Line Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. Tico Steakhouse wishes you a safe and happy New Year. For almost two decades, Southern Ag Services has consistently delivered step change agronomy to farms across the Mid-South. Soybean production in the South experienced exponential yield gains improved by the attention to detail farmers are used to experiencing when using Southern Ag Services. Our professional consultants, research and development staff, innovation group, and ecosystem services platform has the potential to power your profits with dirt road credibility and solid science. Find us in your community or look for us online at www.southernagllc.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Supertalk Jackson, 97.3. This show was previously recorded. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, on to the real part. Dynamite! On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. A little Johnny Quest bumping us into this segment here on Middays. Gerard and Rhino in the studio and also in with us. Uh, 
the lieutenant governor of Mississippi, Delbert Hoseman. So, all right, so we were talking about this $1.8 billion. You didn't ask for it. You got it. Right. And a bunch of money went out to the cities and counties. They did, $900 million. Yeah, as well. I think uh, the mayor of Tupelo told me yesterday... We say four and a half million. I think is what the city of Tupelo got. Yeah. And is the, the county figure. got about twenty? I think up Lee there. County. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So you you've had a subcommittee that's mm-hmm. been uh, working through uh, yeah. how to spend. And so we're not going to have any kind of conflict, are we, between the legislature, the governor's office, on who's responsible for allocating this money? Is that, no, is no that it, it comes out of the uh, comes out of the legislature. There's no conflict there. Um, what we're looking at doing is having everybody apply for these monies. Our position in the Senate side, uh, can you speak for the House? I have to speak to the Speaker. But on the Senate side, we want to match the money that goes in the ground. Okay. So I have been I've met with supervisors all over Mississippi and, and uh, Municipal League and all these others and told them, look, y'all save your money that you got from the federal government. Y'all got $900 million, We got $1.8 billion. We'll match whatever money you put in the ground. And by that, I mean goes into water, sewer, and, and broadband. Um, if they want to use some of the money for a, uh, a raise for their employees or something, that's fine. I mean, it certainly they all need raises, but that's a one-time expense, right? Yeah. And I'm more interested in having a longer time, like uh, making sure we got our industrial parks uh, ready, making sure you got safe water, drinking water for people. Rural water associations have applied for you know hundreds of millions of dollars to bring our rural water associations up to speed now. Mm-hmm. So there's a um, there's in my own mind, I, I want, like I said, I want it to be more than one or two years. Uh, pay raises needed, uh, certainly in the inflationary times that we've got right here. And I want to talk about inflation in a second. But uh, but I, I really want to have this one-time money be matched by our 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 side, the legislative side, and have it all go into this long-term water, sewer, and things that we need that are crumbling really in most of our cities. Okay. So I think that's the most important thing. So, so just to to kind of uh, inform our our audience that the bill itself, the money coming from the federal government, it does have some stated parameters and, very, and restrictions so. on where yep. the money can be spent. That's correct. Water infrastructure is is a key one. Water, sewer, broadband, broadband. And <laughs> yep. And and so what you're talking about um, is is do- doling that out at the city and county level, mm-hmm. but with some sort of a contribution. Right. Where from they got those entities. Million and we got. One point eight billion. I so I was going to match their nine hundred. We, you know, some of them yep. have used it for other things, but yep. let's just assume they used seven hundred million for water and sewer out around Mississippi. Well, we were going to match seven hundred million to put one point four billion dollars in the ground, and so uh, that that is the basis for us for our houses. That's our our small businesses. That's our industrial parks. That's uh, everything we want. You've got to have the correct water and and sewer provision. So I thought this this was a chance to make a monumental leap forward, not only in repairs and um, things that need to be repaired, like Jackson's or whatever, but also in uh, when I talk with the cities and the counties, I talk about where do your growth, where's your growth going? Uh, You know, let's build out that way. So that you really are, are planning for the future. This is where my industrial park, this is where my new subdivision is going to be. Those kinds of things that we're planning out forward instead of just reactive when uh, we have to spend a whole lot more money to, and we don't dictate really the pace of, in, of, uh, of development. So I'm very hopeful. Uh, they've been very receptive. I met with the Tupelo group speaking to them yesterday. They have a council of governments and uh, all the mayors were there and the supervisors were there and we went through this very process. 
really on a line by line basis. You know, where do you need your wastewater treatment plant? Where do you need this? And there were some requests I don't think uh, qualified uh, under the federal guidelines, so we wouldn't be able to use it for that. But I think we could really do well in that county and Lee County with uh, matching contributions. Based on the feedback that you've received, mm-hmm. is it, uh, I guess, does it, uh, have they said this is enough to address all of our needs for some period of time? No, no, we need more? No, no, or is, it, no, is this about think, right? Not enough? Too much? I think we got $7 billion worth of requests for $1.8 billion. <laughs> so that's, I knew that was coming. Seven yeah, billion. So we're going to have to prioritize it. You're right. I mean, we're going to have to make some decisions that, yeah, we think yours is ready. And uh, we want to put this out over a period of time. We don't want to try to do everything this year because you basically couldn't even do all the work this year. Yeah. So we want to have an organized approach over the next year or two to have these funds matched. And then we will pay on reimbursement. It would be our proposal. That, yep. You know, as you as you get your stuff ready and you get your environmental study or whatever you got to have done at that county or city level, that we then come back and when you start construction, we start paying on a reimbursement model. Gotcha. All right, uh, let's pivot a bit here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't let you out of here without telling us what you think about this medical marijuana stuff. I know you've had yeah. Senator Blackwell working on that with yeah. uh, Representative Lee Yancey over in yeah. the House side. I've seen the governor talk about it several times. Mm-hmm. But what's your feel for it at this point? Well, we um, we sent every every county sheriff a copy of the bill probably a month and a half ago and asked for their input. I've met with a couple of them. I think our our, our senators have met with a lot of them. Um, we've met with just about everybody we could meet with. I don't, I don't know of any other legislation, quite frankly, in the 12 or 14 years that I've been around that has ever been as scrutinized as this. <laughs> So we are going to have a medical marijuana bill. I mean, 70 or 65, 70% whatever voted for that. We are not going to have a recreational marijuana bill. Uh, people didn't vote for that, and there's no, there's no movement in the legislature to do that. So what you'll see is a strict medical marijuana bill where, where we can take from the time it's put in the ground as a seed, and it will, those will all be indoors so we can track mm-hmm. them. It won't be just outdoors like Oklahoma's got a disaster going on over there. Mm-hmm. It'll be indoors. We'll track the seed to where where it is consumed. And uh, the tax at the end is like 7%. There's a 5% excise tax in the middle, and, and, and there are restrictions on who can grow it and how you get licensed to uh, be a grower. All of that will go, come about. Uh, I think that this legislation, as I said, has been vetted more than any other. And so I think it's going to come out early in the session and uh, hopefully we'll put it to bed. But it's um, it'll be a, a there's a provision in there that no city or county has has to even have this. If they want to opt out, they will have like three or four months, I think 120 days. They yeah. can just opt out and have no no kind of marijuana, medical marijuana in their city or their county. So we've left it open to Mississippians to decide again at their own local level whether they want to fool with this at all. So I, I think it'll come out. Uh, we've got another meeting coming up next week for final revisions from senators and whatnot. But I think early in the session that bill will come out, and it looks to me like it will pass. The governor is uh, certainly stating that he has uh, lots of reservations and and, uh, just heartburn with the the quantity, the amount Mm -hmm. that can be purchased. And I've seen him talk about that a couple of times now. And 
if that's not adjusted, he's set to veto it unless he sent a veto-proof bill. Mm-hmm. He's a governor. He gets to do vetoes. Sure. You know, we're the legislature. We get to pass. The uh, We have reduced the size that you can obtain to the equivalent of about, I think, eight cigarettes a week or something. So I guess if you smoked them all in one hour, it might might work. But, uh, no, we've restricted. I think we have the most restricted amount of distribution of any state, if I'm not mistaken. I'll, I'll have to check back on that. Okay. But I know we re, we have reduced it to down to where it's just n- not very much at all. He he says it's 11 a day, and I, and I don't know, that's and I don't want to get a, into that's that. That's not accurate. I think he was reading maybe um, um, a summary or something, but okay. that's, that's not accurate. And I will send the governor a copy as well. But I'm I'm hopeful he'll join in after he looks at all the revisions. And we, we sent it to him, as you remember, um, probably back in September or so. And we asked him for his comments. We got about, I think we got about seven or eight of them. We put about six of them, I think, in the bill, which is very unusual, you know, to ask the governor to participate on the front end. So I'm very hopeful that he'll see that the majority of the issues that he raised uh, were were addressed by the legislature. We got a couple of minutes. What uh, what else on your radar? Oh, we got a lot coming up. We start January the 4th. Uh, We just did our budget, $6.493 billion. Um, we, it's a, it, it was a $563 million more. We actually appropriated $5.8 billion. Those appropriations were done by the Legislative Budget Office. There's $500 million that was not appropriated that can be spent. And of course, those will be, a lot of those will be spent, or some, some of it certainly will be spent on a teacher pay raise. And then we've got, um, a lot of other issues. So you'll see, uh, we've downsized the government by about 2,500 different employees. A lot, of, a lot of real positive things, but it's very. We have more money than we've ever had in Mississippi, and uh, I'm very, I'm very committed to making sure we spend that well. And I think the members of the Senate and the House are too. Got you. I know you're busy. You got to go. I assume. Right? I know we got to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> Back to work. We appreciate. We appreciate that. Lunch too. with Gerard is was great, <laughs> but it was no food. I don't understand it. Where's my sandwich? We appreciate you coming on, uh, Governor. You. Always appreciate good to all see your you hard too. work. Keep in touch. Yes, sir. Merry Christmas uh, to you and your family. Thank you. Yep. We'll take a break right here on middays. We'll come right back. This show was previously recorded. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And away go troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. 
Take advantage of year-end savings during the Season of Inspiration sales event going on right now at Mazda of Jackson. That's right. Mazda of Jackson is giving you amazing savings to close out the year. Now, through December 31st only, get 0.9% financing on all remaining 2021s in stock. That's right. 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Not only do we have amazing savings, but we have the most incredible credit team around. They work hard to get you approved because 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade? Bring it in. And we'll give you top dollar for it even if you don't buy a new one from us. Get to Mazda of Jackson during the Season of Inspiration Sales event. Going on now. Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on select models. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Did you know you can find the latest sales information or breaking jewelry fashions from All Britons on Facebook? Hi, I'm Cameron Albritton. We've come a long way since my great-granddad opened in 1920. How we live travel, and even celebrate. But some things shouldn't change. Fine diamonds and jewelry from Albritons are still treasured for their quality and value. Be sure to like us on Facebook and come see us. Albritons, Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Over 10,000 new cases of COVID-19 have been reported over the past week, and 67% are due to Omicron. State epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers thinks when students return to class, it'll have an impact. You know, the schools have historically been a reflection of what's going on in the community, and we're seeing a lot of community transmission right now. So I anticipate when the schools get back, that we will see a a substantial number of of cases that are affecting those school-aged kids. And as more veterans move to the Mississippi Gulf Coast, State Veterans Affairs Director Stacey Pickering is working to ensure the facilities they need remain available. And I've worked very closely with Senator Wicker and Senator Hyde-Smith to make sure we're getting that message to the Department of Defense that we have to keep that hospital at Keesler not just viable, but very active to serve the base, the military families, and the veterans community on the Gulf Coast. The Gulf Coast was named one of the top 10 places in the nation where veterans wanted to live last year. I'm Andy Davis. Join Middays with Gerard Gibbert live from MEC's Capital Day on Thursday, January 6th at our new location, the Mississippi Trademark. MEC Capital Day will feature legislative updates from statewide elected officials, legislators, and business leaders, and will provide attendees a special preview of what they can expect during the 2022 legislative session. To register, go to MEC.MS. That's MEC.MS. Register today. Taylor Power Systems is a premier manufacturer of standby generators based in Clinton, Mississippi. Taylor Power manufactures generators for numerous industries such as medical centers, municipalities, utility providers, data centers, water associations, and agriculture. If you need reliable standby power, give Taylor Power Systems a call today at 601-932-5674. 
When it comes to the outdoors, we are one. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the great outdoors. So let's talk about it. Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews. Mondays starting at noon here on Super Talk Mississippi. Presented by the Foundation Protecting Our Outdoors Heritage. Listen or watch the show anywhere you get Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi in the Super Talk studios. I say that because I've been on the road a lot here lately. The whole month of December, it felt like. Had a great time. Three days in a row last week. Oh, yeah. services on Wednesday or Tuesday. And then Carter on Wednesday, Thursday. And I tell you, that place was rocking and rolling. There were people coming in there and buying stuff. And uh, numerous uh, patrons came in and told us that they, they heard. You know, they, So that means it's working. What we're doing here is working, and that's good to uh, think that the program and the promotion of uh, the company there, uh, driving business, that's what it's all about. That's what we're here for. So the president, by the way, is uh, speaking presently to governors on the Omicron response. It's kind of weird, isn't it? He's, I mean, this is live right now. I have no idea what the heck he's saying and what value he can provide to the situation. But, of course, we got 500 million tests going out. 500 million. It was just, what, about a month ago when Jen Psaki was asked about, in a press conference, about the need for additional testing. And she very arrogantly and smugly, I, I didn't look for the video, but anyhow, she said something to the event. Well, what do you want us to do? This was to the journalist. Send out test kits to every home. And the journalist, I believe, said, well, duh, yeah. Uh, and, and it turns out that's what's happening in, happening in some of the other nations. That is now what they're doing. But it's a month later. And one of the concerns I have with this sending out test kits First, will people use them? Second, how reliable are those tests? And I guess third, would the reporting of a positive case just serve to ignite even further fear and further hyperbole and further restrictions and measures? Now it's being reported that the ERs are overrun, not with sick people, but with people who are going to get the PCR test just to confirm having tested at home positive using the home test kits. And they're concerned, well, you know, I don't feel anything. I'm not sick. So they go to the ER. Literally, that is being reported in some of the major cities in America that the ERs are being clogged up with people that ain't sick but just looking for a PCR test. And that's my concern. 
is that these those tests are not as reliable as the PCR test. Oh my gosh! And, and of course, they show up and they're infected, and that unto itself poses greater risk. But I, I have uh, anecdotally several friends now that have reported that they are positive, but minor or no symptoms, which is consistent, again, with the Omicron virus. And if, in fact, it's going to, the variant, I should say, and in fact, if it's going to displace Delta as the predominant variant, we should welcome that as good news. Am I missing something here? Isn't that the case, that that's typically what these viruses do? They decline and and over time, as they mutate, they, they... I think going back to your point about will people use them, think about it. If you have something as mild as the sniffles, and then you get a sore throat because you had drainage from the sniffles, yeah, and then your sore throat leads to a mild cough, and then you cough and get a headache, well, guess what? You just described the common cold. Yeah. You're it, not going to go get a COVID test just because you got the sniffles. Yeah. And and if it's in fact true that that you could uh, infect others, you could spread it. Well, you're spreading the cold to others. I mean, it feels like we're getting to that kind of endemic uh, that that uh, COVID is being, I guess, reduced and diluted in terms of its of its uh, pathogenic power and virulence to that, just to a cold. Which would be good news, right? I mean, that would mean we're not in the hospitals, except to get a PCR test. We're not in the hospitals because we're seriously ill. And I think all of that would would bode well. And and honestly, when you look at the markets, for what it's worth, and the the markets are pretty good at measuring those kinds of factors that might impact our economy, the markets are actually taking that. In consuming that information and saying, you know, it just looks like this thing's going to spread a lot and be more transmissible. That's been established, but people don't get as sick, and they're not having to go to the hospital. They're not having to be on ventilators, and we shouldn't be locking everybody up and and uh, implementing all these measures and going back to virtual and all that sort of stuff. Lots of overreaction, it feels like, from governments, from the private sector uh, as well. How about the uh, cancel flights over the weekend? And today, again, uh, it looks like that we're headed for another 2,000, 2,000 cancellations today. What a nightmare that's got to be for the traveling public and as one who spent uh, more than my fair share of time in airports and airplanes. Which airline it was that they basically sent an email to the CDC saying, hey, uh, can we change some of these guidelines for testing and quarantining and isolating? Because without changing it, we're screwed. Yeah. Looking for a five-day quarantine period, I think, is what they're requesting as a standard for airlines and they did and, that on day on one day and then the next day they had to cancel a thousand flights i think that's right it, you know that on top of a couple of them who have released employees that didn't get vaccinated and those employees are now coming back and saying we want to go back to work and it's like okay let's get this let me think about this you need workers they want to come back to work and you're letting that stand in the way that's dumb that's a dumb decision 
Especially, Especially if it's the Omicron going around correct. and everybody has the symptoms of the common cold, but you're still having to isolate for 10 to 14 days. Completely agree. Yeah, I totally agree. And so let's get on with life. I think that's where I am I am now. Biden did say COVID will get solved at the state level. That may be uh, the smartest thing he said in quite some while. But what, has that ever been confusing to most people? I think we've all understood that that should be the case, that it should be managed at the state level. Uh, In terms of federal support and support that the federal government can provide, I don't know that I'm on board with sending a test to everybody's house. Um, Assisting with establishing and standing up more testing sites of the PCR test, yeah, I think that would make sense uh, to the extent the federal government can uh, assist in that effort, but I think just sending it to the house. I'm not sure I'm on board with that. I, I, I'm my fear is that the outcome may actually be worse, and that we're going to have. Oh my gosh, look at all the positives! Because you know, as sure as we're sitting here, you got a lot of people sitting at home that that uh, just for the heck of it, once they get that test, would test themselves, and they're totally asymptomatic, zero sickness whatsoever. Oh, my gosh, I'm positive. I need to quarantine for 10 days or whatever the standard is. And that, I think, just has a, 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 a domino effect to cause even more problems downstream. I don't know. I don't know that that's smart policy. We got another positive story wanted to share, and this one has an interesting connection to the great state of Mississippi, and it occurred in a Walmart store over in Texas, Canton, Texas. And let's just set it up for you. There was a couple that was at the in the checkout line, and they were uh, buying gifts for children and uh, their children, and they were traveling. They were they were some two hours away from a family get together with where they would uh, provide the gifts, and and a credit card got declined, and so and this was actually reported by an individual that was back in the line a little bit that saw this happening. It turns out that a, a lady that was in front of this person that reported it was from Mississippi. And she stepped up and says, quote, you know what, it's Christmas, I'll pay for it. This uh, this man that was trying to check out, he and his wife, he was embarrassed. His wife explained the total was a couple hundred dollars, but that didn't discourage this Mississippian. She said, oh, no, I don't think you know how much this is. Let me see if I can put it on my credit card, the wife said. But that card was declined. So God, she says, so uh, the lady who helped from Mississippi said, so God's blessed me, so I'm going to bless you. But ma'am, the couple interjected, and she wouldn't have any of it. She said, hush, I don't want to hear it. sounds like a Mississippian, doesn't it? I don't want to hear it anymore. I've got this. I'm going to bless you like God's blessed me. And she is the owner of God Sent Staffing Agency. Not exactly sure. Had an Adams County license plate, according to the person who was behind her and saw her out in the parking lot. And those two ended up connecting on social media. So anyhow, here's a Mississippian traveling through, sees this issue, and steps up and helps like an angel coming out of nowhere. Just good people, and especially right here in the state of Mississippi. God bless this lady and thank her for her support. Middays will take a break. We got Chris Turnipseed, the captain from MHP at 1105. 
This show was previously recorded. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. I want to thank all of you who supported us through prayer and with donations this past year. You matter. Your support says you care to people who need a good meal, who seek freedom from addiction, who need hope. And from all of us at Gateway Rescue Mission to all of you, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code LANE for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code LANE for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code LANE. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. The Dean's List with Janice Dean. A military veteran who doesn't let a disease stop him from doing what he loves the most makes today's Dean's List. Norman Greenstein is known as the Parkinson's painter. In high school, his art teacher said he'd never make it as an artist. So he did other things for a career. He still did his art from time to time, but never as a full-time job. But after being diagnosed with Parkinson's three years ago, Norman decided to take up his passion again, full-time, and wanted to raise awareness for those that live with the same illness. Gabe Greenstein says his father continues to fight through his challenges to do what he loves. An online gallery was launched to feature his beautiful art. In 2018, Norman, who lives in Hartford, Connecticut, began selling his first paintings with galleries exhibiting his work. The team is also working on releasing Norm's first digital art collection. Well done, Norman. Keep on doing what you love. That's what life is all about. Janice Dean, Fox News. You know that nowadays, most people go on Online to look at a business before they spend their money. Are customers able to find you online? With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. 
Super Talk Mississippi, your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. We don't hold back. We never shy away from telling you the truth. The most electrifying national talk show on air today. We have the most important guests and the biggest thinkers in America. Ben Shapiro, brutally breaking down the issues of the day. From politics to pop culture, we take a look at all of it. So don't miss out. Weeknights at 9. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. On Super Talk Mississippi. It's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This show was previously recorded. You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. back midday super talk mississippi gerard and rhino in the super talk studios final week of 2021 you were going to say something about uh, spider-man you had something else to add to that Nah, not really because i don't want to spoil it for people that still haven't seen it okay well like i said i i'm just uh i, I guess uh, somewhat refreshed that a more traditionally made movie Seems to be popular. Imagine that. People don't want all this other woke stuff. They just want your everyday superhero like Spider-Man. Unless you're Martin Scorsese. He seems to really have a disdain for Marvel movies. Why is that? He doesn't take them seriously. He he sees himself as a filmmaker, and they are not cinematography. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'll give him credit. He's made some good movies. He has, no doubt. Very talented. It's tough to argue with a billion bucks at the box office. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the purpose is entertainment. I missed something there. You know, so there's a lot of stuff, I guess, that within those circles would be considered good art. But it's just not entertaining. I would say Cloud Atlas would be a perfect example. That movie is all over the place, and it's not all that entertaining, but... If, if you're looking at it for awards and stuff, it had great makeup. It had really cool special effects. I mean, it it could have got a lot of buzz for all the technical aspects of making a movie, but sitting through it is tough. <laughs> well, like I said, there's difference between art and entertainment. And most people, they'll, uh, they'll unload some of their dough for entertainment, not just for pure art. As the case may be. And with the comic book movies, especially the Marvel movies, the DC movies are more dark and dour, and it's a little harder to get in that nostalgia mood. But with the Marvel movies, because they're bright and fun, it's real easy to zone out, chomp on the popcorn, and feel that nostalgia just wash over you. Yeah, that's good. I think it's good. Good for the soul. I got my kids' Transformers off eBay this year because they found my old toys in a box and became obsessed. There you go. I found out over lunch yesterday that my ninja nephew is into Power Rangers, so I have something I can get him for his birthday. Well, there you go. That's been around 30 years or so. Apparently he's into the same ones me and my little brother were into, so it's great. Well, I actually know the names. I think it was a well-designed toy. It's just simple as that. That, by the way, on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395, that is the number to join 
the conversation. So uh, Tom and Carthage says it's all about keeping at least the Democrat portion of our society freaked out enough to clamor for mail-in ballots. You know, I don't think it's just mail-in ballots. They're talking about the hyperbole and the fear-mongering around the virus. I I know that's uh, kind of a popular uh, perspective that they're just trying to push for mail-in ballots. Most of those states already have mail-in ballots and and already had them, as a matter of fact. So that's not going away. But there are lots of uh, calls now from... Democrats in Congress, and in, and, uh, in particular the Vice President Kamala Harris, they are calling for the voting rights legislation, a pivot to that now that Joe Manchin, at least for now, has put the big old pause on the Build Back Broker bill. And uh, she's basically saying, is the Vice President, uh, she made a statement to the effect that our democracy is over but more importantly, that our country will no longer be a model, if you will, for the rest of the world to aspire to if we don't pass voting rights legislation, that we won't be a model, a model of democracy. they, They still project this idea, this narrative that you cannot vote, that there's just massive, serious voter oppression, suppression, I should say, that folks that want to vote can't. I'm just looking for examples. I want, I would just love to see some voters in this country, some people who are eligible to vote, say, yeah, I can't vote. I can't vote because of various voting restrictions and voting laws. I just simply can't vote. Because politicians telling us about voter suppression that doesn't really that doesn't get it done for me. I want to hear from the people themselves who they say are being suppressed. I want Kamala to go find some people across the country, doesn't matter where, who will come on and, and state publicly, yep, I'm unable to vote. I, I'm just not buying into it. I, I think it uh, is a gross misrepresentation of voting in this country, but she and the Democrats are now hanging on and promoting this idea that if we don't pass voting rights legislation at the federal level to essentially assert federal control over the elections process in this country, that it's the end of democracy and the end of this nation is the model for the world. It's like nobody remembers net neutrality. Exactly. We don't have federal federal oversight of yeah. the internet. You're going to get every tweet one word yeah. at a time and have to pay for it. And have to pay for it. That's what they said. We're going to step aside for Super Talk News and Fox News right now. This show was previously recorded. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090.
news. I'm Lillian Wu. A jump in COVID cases causing a lot of celebrations tonight to be scaled back. New York City setting a new reported record yesterday of nearly 44,000 confirmed cases. The rules are strict for revelers. Only 15,000 will be allowed to attend this year. Attendees must show proof of full vaccination, a valid photo ID, and wear a mask to get into this area. You know, in years past, we've seen approximately 58,000 people crowded into viewing areas. Fox's Laura Engel in Times Square and Lake Superior State University at with its annual banished word nominees list. Wait, what? When somebody's surprised or in disbelief. That's followed by no worries at the end of the day. That being said, asking for a friend, circle back, deep dive, new normal, you're on mute, and supply chain. Fox's Chris Foster, America's listening to Fox News. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no-hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. One Mississippi to Mississippi, <laughs> there are actually a lot of Mississippis. We're the birthplace of the blues and the king of rock and roll. We're not just the Delta. We're beaches and boardwalks, bright lights and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products and more fit. Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The Citizens Bank, in your corner, member FDIC. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. COVID cases are on the rise, mainly due to the Omicron variant. 67% of new infections are because of that. State epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers says we're into a fifth wave. You know, we did over 80,000 additional tests last week in the state. Our percent positivity is raising to um, about 11 percent now. The Mississippi Department of Health is expanding testing availability in 11 different counties. For details, log on to supertalk.fm. The IRS wants crooks to know they need to report illegally obtained assets as income. Jenny Casola with Fox explains. Whether you stole a car this year, accepted a bribe, or were involved in any other illegal activities providing you with income, you need to report it when you file your taxes. As for stolen goods, they need to be reported unless they're returned to the owner in the same year. I'm Kelly Bennett. Think of all the comforts your family enjoys around your home. When you include propane appliances throughout your home, you can have even greater comfort from endless hot water to softer clothing and cozier heat on cold winter days. With an all-propane home, you'll also enjoy greater efficiency and energy savings compared to all electric homes. Go to PERC.com and ask why propane. The answer will be clear. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. How did Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation impact rural broadband internet? In January of 2019, Governor Phil Bryant signed a law allowing our state's 25 electrical cooperatives to offer high-speed internet options. Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation lobbied in support of this bill to improve the quality of life for all Mississippians. Because when Mississippi thrives, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. 
hoping to quit smoking in the new year, you might want to start with baby steps. Robert Locke is with the ACT Center for Tobacco Treatment. Starting the cutback process and cutting down on your cigarette smoking, learning what triggers you to smoke. Everybody can say, I'm just addicted, but if you're just addicted and I give you something like nicotine, then you should be able to quit. He suggests getting friends and family involved and pick the medicine that helped you quit that works for you. Sometimes you can't move forward without taking a look back. One thing that we do is go through a couple of little exercises, my wife and I, just a personal review of the year. Most positive development during the year, favorite movie of the year, book of the year, and so on. That just puts things in perspective a bit. Plus, we can look at previous years. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett, wishing you all the best in the new year. Watch your favorite Super Talk shows in HD. Just go to supertalktv.com. Ever wonder what goes on in the studio during the shows? Now you can watch what happens in HD. Super Talk TV, streaming now on supertalktv.com. I'm Attorney General Lynn Fitch, wishing you all the very best for this holiday season. From our team to yours, our most heartfelt wishes for peace and joy in 2022. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. All summer and fall, you've heard our Food Fridays presented by our friends at Polk's Meat. With the temps starting to fall, maybe you're slowing down on grilling, but that's no reason to slow down on the delicious meats from Polk's. Whether it's ham or smoked sausage, whether it's gumbo, jambalaya, or a big breakfast spread, make sure it's Polk's. Why? You know why. Because picky people pick Polk's. Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. This show was previously recorded. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, to think deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios. And also joining us now, the Attorney General of the great state of Mississippi, Lynn Fitch. Thanks for coming on today, General. Hey, good morning, Gerard. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me on. You bet. So, uh, first time we have talked uh, since the Supreme Court of the United States heard arguments in the Dobbs versus the Jackson Women's Health Organization. Wanted to get you on to give us kind of your thoughts from your perspective, how it went, what you can share with us that maybe uh, you're allowed to that are not being reported in the mainstream news because it's being reported, as you can imagine, across the the spectrum. I think I've read at least 50 articles, it (laughs) seems like, on it. What about it? 
Well, I have to tell you, Gerard, it was a great day for the state of Mississippi. December the 1st will be etched in stone for all of us uh, from Mississippi and the opportunity to represent our great state in the Dobbs case. Uh, just monumental. I mean, not only will this decision change the state of Mississippi, but it will also change every state. It yeah. will be so impactful. You know, but just being there was incredible. And you have to remember, this is truly a rule of law case. This is one where we ask in our brief um, to return the the power back to the states um, because as a rule of law, the Constitution gives the power to the people. Um, And for 50 years, we've not had that. And for 50 years, we've had this very jumbled law um, where it was only in the hands of unelected judiciary. And so we we ask them to return that to each to the state so that we can make those very important, tough decisions ourselves. That means our elected legislators, our elected governor, you know, will be in charge of making that decision on behalf of the people. So exciting day. Uh, Like I said, a very proud day for Mississippi uh, to be there. An incredible team effort, too, I have to tell you, Gerard. Um, Amazing work by certainly my entire team, but people that were there, part of the partnerships, uh, team support all the way through. Uh, You know, we probably had, I don't know how many thousands of people at the rally. Um, Just an amazing feeling to see people there, you know, rallying together, compassionate, praying, being supportive, uh, wanting to see this um, egregious law overturned and then or precedent overturned through the court system and returned back to the states. We probably had three to one um, as opposed to the opposite side there that were there supporting um, our side that day. And that that's just it's just so impactful to see people across our country rally around wanting to change this and return this question back to the states. I think virtually every justice, if I'm not mistaken, general, uh, commented, asked questions and so forth. Uh, were there Was there anything that was asked or any comment statement made that I guess particularly stuck with you as, as just seeming kind of out there maybe? Well, I tell you, just being in the in the chambers of the United States Supreme Court yeah. is just very humbling sure. in itself. Scott Stewart, the Solicitor General, did a tremendous job, um, and it went on for two hours. This may have been one of the longest court cases in front of the United States Supreme Court ever. Um, but the justices, they were engaged um, and recalled that there was no no one allowed into the, the courtroom with us. It yeah. was only um, the, the justices' clerks and then select media so we didn't have any gallery participants which I think in a way was very good because it gave people the justices an opportunity to really be focused on mm-hmm. the questions being asked the answers that were being supplied by the respective sides um, for us, you know, the, the questions were very solid. The answers were very solid as well. Why this needs to be overturned, why stare decisis is, could be moved here. Um, and I thought those were very profound questioning. There were, you know, three justices that um, didn't ask so many questions. And sometimes I think it was the un, un intended questions that they didn't ask uh, that were not put out there um, and I think that that I'm not trying to get ahead of what might happen with the justices but you know we had some very strong questions some very strong answers or in their answers or questioning that I thought was very um, positive for our side mm-hmm. uh, they the same the other side um, pretty much gave the same answers that they have for 50 years you know basically the world's going to come to an end not not a true legal basis on you know, rule of law or the Constitution or anything along those lines. So I think that was very beneficial to us.
us. Um, and again, those the three justices that we thought might have a lot of um, bullet or harder questions or, you know, in attack mode, uh, really were less energetic when the questioning came. Hmm. Yeah, and, and I got to tell you, well, I just mentioned earlier that I read a, just a number of articles uh, really across the spectrum of news outlets. I don't know that I've read one yet that didn't come down with uh, the position that something's going to happen here, all the way from complete repeal uh, and overturn to adjustment, uh, at least to the viability aspect of uh, the law that I think was kind of came out in Casey. But I haven't seen anybody yet say, yeah, the, uh, uh, the, the, the plaintiff here uh, really didn't do well, so... Uh, what, what are your thoughts about that? I haven't seen anything come out and say, no, I don't think anything's going to happen here. It really was kind of a flop for Mississippi. Uh, no, I, I agree. I think the, the way the question went, the, the the entire argument was very beneficial, like I said, very straightforward. And I think if you even go back, Gerard, to our brief, yeah. again, in, we very much laid out in our brief, um, here are the issues that we're, we're interested in talking about, why it needs to be returned to the individual states, sure. why this is truly a rule of law question. We Not only did we posted up like that, but we talked about women and children and protecting the sanctity of life. We talked about empowering women. And, and as you empower women, you can also promote life, that there's not an either-or choice. It, yeah. You can do it along both lines. And so we, we made the argument early on that it was a holistic perspective to talk about women, um, where they were 50 years ago, where they are today, and how they can um, bring these children into the world. And, and I think that's a very positive angle that the justices looked at. We also had some conversation during the course of that argument about safe havens, which is really have happened over the last several years so that, you know, you can certainly bring the, a child and know that your baby's safe and turn it over to a, a legitimate, legitimate safe haven might be a firehouse or something like that. Um, we talked through the course. You'll hear, you heard the justices talk about adoption and that being a very positive angle and perspective to be taken into account. Uh, Justice Roberts uh, on a couple occasions came back and kept saying, well, you know, why isn't 15 weeks uh, the viability line? So it was nice to hear all those conversations. Um, Justice Kavanaugh came in and gave a whole list of different cases where they had already set changing a precedent, which, again, would be exactly what would be changing here to do away with Roe. Yeah. Well, even though I think those points were effectively argued, uh, General, really (laughs) the disposition of a child post-birth shouldn't even enter into this equation, in my view. I mean, it, it didn't. It seems like that when we start talking about, oh, gee, well, there are all alternatives, which we should, which are true, we should all agree to. But when it comes down to, I guess, just the legal test, that, that doesn't seem like it ought to be part of it. But was that not, to a great extent, the basis for the original Roe v. Wade decision? It really seems like it was rooted in well, gee, this would be terrible because women would have to be taken out of the workforce and it would bomb their careers and all that sort of stuff. It just doesn't seem like that ought to be the question here. Well, you know, 50 years ago, it was so different, and we have to stop and pull ourselves back into that time frame, and it became sort of an either-or situation, yeah. and they weren't in looking to empower women it was either you you pick your career you know or or you pick raising your family and you know think about it in 50 years Gerard you know women are very successful in the professional workplace they've been able to balance their family lives and been very successful in that as well 
But the real drawback has been the laws have not been able to change because of Roe. I got you. And so, you know, look at look at what has changed in that course. You know, talk about the maternity leave that's now available that wasn't there so much in 50 years. Paternity leave. No question. Or even... uh, even the heard of thing, one. yeah. You're so right. you know, we have much more engaging opportunities for people to participate, and then again, be in the professional workforce as well as raising the, their family successfully. Yeah. Well, I, you know, and I, Sotomayor, I guess some of her comments were the most striking to me. It uh, honestly, she would, looked to me like she was grasping, she was digging for something to kind of hold on to this uh, decades-old standard in law unsuccessfully. She was like trying to convince herself, in in my view. This is kind of my perspective of it. What what were your thoughts on well, her? You're exactly right. She, you know, right off of the uh, out of the gate started and it was a lot of pontification. Yeah. Uh, and I think she did want to find some justification, but at the same time, it didn't prove to have an, uh, you know validity to go with it. Yeah. It uh, so weak. when you wrap all these other strong arguments back to it, you can see that there's, you know, there's just a, a journey ahead out there and then when you stop and you add the science in there, Gerard, yeah, right, I mean, yeah. 50 years of science, a lot of change. and you can see these babies, you can tell their viability, their life. Um, so it's just an Gotta incredible opportunity yeah. to, yes, to be in the mix. You can hang around for another segment? Absolutely. All right. We've got Attorney General Lynn Fitch in the studio. We'll talk more about the case and also uh, her, her department's uh, efforts against um, human trafficking. Stay with us. This show was previously recorded. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 30% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 79. New Year's Eve, a 20% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, low around 69. New Year's Day, 90% chance of rain and breezy, high near 80 degrees. And for your Sunday, sunny skies with rain and snow in the forecast, high only to 42. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home because we hate termites more than you do. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard, and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. 
This New Year's Eve broadcast on Super Talk Mississippi is brought to you by Tico Steakhouse. Make your reservations to come see us soon. East County Line Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. Tico Steakhouse wishes you a safe and happy New Year. The Waterford on Highland Colony is much more than bingo and bread pudding. Call us to see why we're doing retirement right at the Waterford on Highland Colony in Ridgeland, 601-856-6131. 601-856-6131. The Waterford, proud sponsors of Old Miss Sports. You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This show was previously recorded. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's do back, everyone. Midday, Super Talk Mississippi. Attorney General Lynn Fitch is our guest in the studio. So, General, you had the argument. You said two hours, which is a long time to be in front of the Supreme Court. What's next? It is. It was um, incredibly uh, intense and very strong arguments on our behalf, but it was for two hours. So, you know, now we move forward. Um, we suspect that this um, decision won't be rendered until probably June, the end of June. Again, this is such a monumental decision, and the court goes out of session the end of June. So we'll be preparing um, for hopefully to, to receive it at that point, um, if not before. Um, but, you know, the thing we have to be mindful of, Gerard, is there'll be a lot of things that will happen in a post-Roe world. And what are we doing in our respective states? How are we preparing? Uh, Again, because it'll be uh, a game changer to have this come down in some perspective where Roe has been overturned. And, you know, it's going to be incredible because it's no longer going to be Roe. It's going to be known as the Dobbs case. Yeah, that's right. You know, originating here from Mississippi. But the thing that you're going to see so differently, different states are going to react differently because as you return it to each state, respectively, they're going to have different laws. So you're going to have, you know, wider uh, ranging laws that different states will implement regarding um, abortions. You'll see some more restrictive in different states. but So you'll know it'll be all different when this dis- decision comes down for these respective states and how they handle it. Yeah, the best analysis I've seen yet on what that could look like uh, a, a post-Dobbs case decision, let's say Roe is completely overturned, came out of Kaiser Family Foundation, which is a, just a, probably the foremost authority in the country on um, public policy with respect to health care, and this would fall into that, that bucket. But they think that 20 states, if it's overturned, would totally prohibit abortion. That's the way they see it. Um, and then you'll have the other states will have some form of it, as you indicated, that that could be, you know, anything to up, 
all the way up to on demand in the last month, the last week. I mean, which is crazy in my view. But I think you could see that in some states and everything in between, so to speak. And it, it's just further, I think, uh, example of how the states are kind of dividing along these major issues from crime to taxes to regulations and mandates and and uh, and now abortion. And I think that's kind of the way we are, the way we are in this country. We're sort of polarized around some of these major issues, and the states are taking uh, sort of their uh, their own mark, their own persuasion. I have to agree with you completely, and that's what has been happening, as you said, on so many issues. Uh, just as you just said, just think about the vaccination issue alone and these mandates. Yeah. You know, we've been fighting the good fight to yep. protect yep. all Mississippians, uh, but we've done it, of course, uh, as a united front with other uh, peers, other attorneys general in different states, and how we've been, you know, supporting. And, you know, thankfully, we have three preliminary injunctions right now nationwide that have halted these overreaching you know mandates on so many levels yep. you know because it's affected our businesses our universities our um, hospitals and medical facilities and you know that that's inherently wrong to reach over into people's lives and you know end their careers because this biden administration has chosen to do that without any regard of people and businesses yeah and uh, you've got the governor of uh, new york who took over when uh, cuomo step down or was forced to step down but uh, she's already impl- implemented uh late last week a statewide mask mandate you got the the mayor de blasio of a uh, new york city which, which has a population of eight million i mean it's a big big city is implementing uh, private sector vaccine mandates uh because of the injunctions against the the biden the biden mandate coming out of the white house so you're not likely to see that and you contrast that to the red states the governor DeSantis, et cetera, is probably the prominent one that seems to be always kind of first out uh leading the charge for for freedom and liberty and so what a contrast that is uh, in my view and it just seems like that's kind of where we are but we appreciate your efforts and your office's efforts to fight back against biden and these this overreach well, thank you. We we saw it coming, and we prepared, and we went to um, the, the the particular course that we thought would be um, impactful, um, and then they have all been just that. But yeah. it, it's taken a full frontal attack against this administration. You know, as Republican AGs, we have sued this administration over 30 times, and we're continuing 30 to, times? We have. On, on big issues. We're not through a year yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So we've been very busy. But we have to protect our freedoms yeah. and our liberties, and they are choosing day in and day out to go after those. Unbelievable. 30 times. All right, so um, let's talk about human trafficking. I know that's something your your office works diligently on and continuously on. You've been on the program here talking about it a lot. What's the update there? Well, we have, as you said, we have very much um, been engaged in human trafficking and fighting this fight. You know, our ultimate goal would be to say that we don't have any human trafficking here in our state. Unfortunately, we do, um, but we're making a difference. We're making some changes. And, you know, I need to remind all of our listeners, human trafficking is not just, you know, somebody bringing people over here in an 18-wheeler. Fifty percent of these individuals are trafficked by family members or someone they trust. So stop and let that resonate for a moment. That's horrific. You know, these individuals are somebody's daughter or friend or grandchild 
world. It's just amazing. So, you know, what we've been able to do in the last year, we've done with partnerships, certainly our, our local and private, and it's been incredible. Uh, one of our big partners has been the Department of Public Safety, uh, Commissioner Tyndall, and we, called Be the Solution. And we did that with a number of private sector partners and other public partners as well. And, you know, to get the messaging out there to say, step in, call the 1-800 number, give us that tip, um, let us check, because it very much could be an individual in need. And that's been very successful. So we, we are encouraging everyone to, to be a part, uh, to feel that it's okay to step in and give us some information. Um, we you know, certainly have been able to engage further with a number of other partners. We have certified uh, investigators. Over 125 individuals have hmm. been certified in human trafficking across our state, law enforcement. Well, that's incredible because hmm. now they're out there with best practices. They're sharing with their continued um, respective offices or departments. So everybody's on the lookout now yeah. for these predators who are exploiting our children. And that's what it takes. Yeah. You've got to have folks that uh, understand the warning signs, the red flags, and speak up. Uh, and, and there are a lot of that. I was blown away, i got to tell you, General. We've thought about this before. When I learned what you just mentioned, that uh, at least half of, of these crimes are committed by family members. They're trafficked by family members. I, I couldn't comprehend it. I think the the average person's perception of this when they hear trafficking is that these are people coming across the border, and uh, th- these are these are folks being paid to transport these people. That's certainly happening, but at least half of it is just happening locally with family members. Is that right? It is, and it's alarming. And I'll tell you, I, I just was looking at the numbers before I came out here just to give um, the, the listening audience an idea. So since the first of the year, we've been able to make rescue attempts for over 106 individuals wow. in our state. Wow. But at least we've been able to get to them, to okay. try to help them, to yeah. support them, get them to the next step. And as you recall, so when you go into helping an individual, there are so many other things that come with this. Normally there's some substance abuse because these individuals have had to you know, become addicted to something to get through their horrific activities that they're mm-hmm. going through. And then, you know, we have other partners. Sandy Middleton is a phenomenal partner. And we work with how do we get these individuals to a safe haven to get them better counseling, better protection along those lines. So there are so many components of this, Gerard, that are out there uh, that we have to be mindful of. We we just recently did a, a, some operations in November with our partners, our, our our local law enforcement, and um, some of our federal and across the state. Forty nine rescues. Forty nine, golly. And when you go in, you have to also remember mm. we're looking for the the also the criminal side of this too. You know, making those arrests for those felonies, those individuals sure. that are trafficking. We were able to just in this operation alone arrest thirteen folks for child exploitation, human trafficking violations, the felonies, uh, weapons, drugs. Um, so it's this very dark. Wow. Are we able to get convictions and then incarcerate these that are committing, especially if they're charged with trafficking? Yes. Are we, are we making that happen? We are. I mean, we're making very strong arguments, and you're seeing, you know, that our judges understand now the magnitude. If these particularly young girls, they didn't ask to be in this. Sure. And that, that we've got to help them. We've got to empower them. And so yeah. they are being much stronger and giving them much harsher punishment for doing that. Well. 
General, you guys are busy, and we appreciate uh, all of your efforts and uh, that of your staff, and we await uh, to see a decision come down. But I know we'll be talking uh, between now and then, and especially appreciate your uh, your office's efforts on this human trafficking. It, it is horrific. I, I hate to hear it. Let's, let's help these folks out, and let's put the bad guys away. Absolutely. What we gotta do. Thank well, you thank so you much. so much, yep. and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, General. Appreciate you coming on. We'll be thank back with more Middays after this break. Stay with us. This show was previously recorded. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Walking into Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is like walking into a spa. With its relaxed atmosphere and luxurious setting, you'll definitely feel at ease. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, you can choose either a male or female doctor, whatever makes you more comfortable. Plus, Carter Sledge has the very latest in technology, like same-day crowns. Find out more at cartersledgedental.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, our smile begins with yours. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe, the Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Callaway's After Christmas Sale starts now. Final markdown. All Christmas 50% off. No exclusions. Permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated. We are located in Gludstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful, from trees, shrubs, color plants, and pine straw to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Our landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Callaway's after Christmas sale starts now. Final markdown. All Christmas, 50% off. No exclusions. Permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. All 50% off. No exclusions. Callaway's Bloodstat on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is Callaway's is everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is Helium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pilium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pilium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pilium.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. 
COVID cases are on the rise, mainly due to the Omicron variant. 67% of new infections are because of that. State epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers says we're into a fifth wave. You know, we did over 80,000 additional tests last week in the state. Our percent positivity is raising to um, about 11% now. The Mississippi Department of Health is expanding testing availability in 11 different counties. For details, log on to supertalk.fm. The IRS wants crooks to know they need to report illegally obtained assets as income. Jenny Casola with Fox explains. Whether you stole a car this year, accepted a bribe, or were involved in any other illegal activities providing you with income, you need to report it when you file your taxes. As for Stolen goods, they need to be reported unless they're returned to the owner in the same year. I'm Kelly Bennett. Grammy Museum, Mississippi's third annual gala, Sparkle and Twang, held on December 1st, raised a total of $120,000. All proceeds directly benefit the museum's education programs and help continue the work done at the Mississippi Museum. Grammy Award-winning country musician Marty Stewart was honored with the Crossroads of American Music Award. The 2021 Grammy Museum Mississippi Gala was presented by the Red Carpet Guild and Walmart. Additional sponsors also included Quality Steel and Visit Mississippi. Mississippi. Join Middays with Gerard Gibbert live from MEC's Capital Day on Thursday, January 6th at our new location, the Mississippi Trademark. MEC Capital Day will feature legislative updates from statewide elected officials, legislators, and business leaders, and will provide attendees a special preview of what they can expect during the 2022 legislative session. To register, go to MEC.MS. That's MEC.MS. Register today. doesn't love a good laugh and free car advice well it depends on the advice tune into under the hood and you can have both i'm russ along with shannon and chris your host for two of the best hours you'll spend this week we've been the motor medics since 1990 and we'll tackle any question you can throw at us you don't have to be a car person to love under the hood we've got something for everyone right here every week under the hood saturdays from 3 to 5 p.m right here on super talk mississippi the super talk app and at supertalk.fm This show was previously recorded. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday, Super Top Mississippi, rocking you into the final week of 2021. We appreciate you joining us today back in the Super Top studios. Joining us now, Dr. Catherine Panel, psychiatrist. And uh, you're going to talk to us a little bit about the holidays, which uh, seems to be a particular challenge for those that might have uh, some mental health challenges. Yeah, you know, most people have this whole Norman Rockwellian picture of the holidays about how it's going to be perfect, wonderful time spent with the family. And for some it is, but for a majority of us, it's actually a really difficult time. Um, a lot of firsts for people, especially with COVID, might be a first Christmas losing a loved one or an anniversary of losing a loved one. So it's not just all happiness for a lot of people. 
What What are some of the, uh, I guess, more prevalent kinds of mental health clinical issues that someone might have that are of particular uh, problems during the holidays? Well, depression is is a main one, especially with the time change. We're seeing an increase in depression and seasonal affective disorder, but also with COVID and the numbers going up, more people are having to isolate. So depression, anxiety, it's all on the rise. What about uh, loss of a loved one? Is it, Can that trigger also these kinds of uh, yeah, you know, I issues? Yeah. You know, and those are the things that you don't see, like on social media and Facebook. Like you see the, you know, first Christmas for the babies and first Christmas married. But you, you know, a lot of people for the, it's maybe the first Christmas that they've had without a loved one. So it can actually be an anniversary and a hard time for most. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, so what do you do? How do you, how do you deal with this? What do you recommend? Well, you got to start employing healthy coping mechanisms and stay away from the negative coping mechanisms that we've seen. Um, a lot more substance abuse, the increased rates of overdose. So you have to stay away things that are from things that are negative to cope and really rely on family um, and, and your support system. How much has COVID, the quarantining, the lockdowns, lockups, and all the other stuff that has just surrounded uh, the pandemic, how much does that figure into this? I well, it has figured into it a, a, a lot, um, and I did not realize how much until I actually got COVID myself. How awful the actual quarantine is! I, um, you know, just now coming out of quarantine, I came out on Christmas Day, and I mean, it was something. I, you know, I've been vaccinated, boosted, so the first two days I was, you know, sick, got antibodies, but then for the the remaining eight days, I mean, it was pretty depressing and isolative. It was during the holidays. I, you know, I couldn't be around my kids, and yeah. I mean, it definitely will exacerbate depression. So you you think you had the Omicron variant? I know I had it. You, know, you had it sequenced. Um, yep. Okay. Yep. yep. All right. So you, your your case seems to. Uh, be aligned and be consistent with what's been reported. Relatively mild conditions, more likely to break through vaccination, but not serious illness, though, right? No, and I think, you know, I think when I found out, I was actually really mad because for the past two years, I've done everything that I was supposed to do, masking. I got vaccinated. I got boosted. Um, but I did go on a girl's trip to New York. Um, and even though they required masking and, you know, proof of cards, I still somehow managed to bring Omicron back with me. Yeah. Yep. You know, uh, and I don't want to dig too much into that because we could spend a couple of hours at least Absolutely. talking about it. But it it just I just have this feeling that almost like the common cold, every person on the planet's going to get this eventually. Yeah, it seems to be um, much more transmissible than the other strains for yeah. sure. And that, and that's been the book. But the good news is, it seems like there are more reports coming out that suggest immunity. Uh, once you uh, contract and are infected with Omicron and, and virtually permanent immunity to future strains is based on what is known today. So that that may be, frankly, how we, it's kind of like chicken pox, how we get out of this thing. Yeah, you know, one can hope that the Omicron is going to actually, you know, be the variant that wins the day. It beats uh, the Delta variant and that it has more a mild course and that it kind of, I mean, I for lack of a better word, burns through the population and then becomes a dominant strain, and we're over this mess. Yeah, I think there's a lot of scientists that are predicting that. All right, so back to back to mental health. Where does Mississippi kind of rank amongst the states in terms of the occurrence and the and the just the the rate of mental health and mental illness? Um, well, I mean, we do have high rates of mental illness, but the the sad part is that our um, mental health system ranks pretty poorly. Um, amongst other states. 
So our system, like our, our treatment system systems, broken. our support systems and so forth? Yes. Or, okay, well, explain that. They're broken. Well, and, and, you know, we've got a federal lawsuit going on because of it right now. Um, we tend to over-hospitalize mentally ill patients. Um, we need to, you know, revamp the outpatient system and make it stronger so that we can keep these patients at home with their support system um, instead of over-hospitalizing them. Um, you know, once you go in the hospital, you lose your rights. I mean, you're behind a locked door. You're, you're without your social system, and it can be, you know, pretty traumatizing, and we need to make our outpatient mental health system stronger to keep them from actually having to go into the hospital. Hmm. And so what's the alternative approach, treatment approach, uh, if, they, if they don't put them in a hospital, essentially? Right. Well, you know, the federal government's actually um, been very generous in giving our state ample money to actually, you know, have a strong outpatient mental health system. And this is when our community mental health centers really need to step in. Um, we have money funded towards PAC teams that should be able to go into the homes of those with the mentally ill, you know, address their needs there because sometimes there's fear surrounded um, in going into the clinic to get care. So, I mean, we have the, the services. We just need to um, to utilize them. Hmm. So it's is it fair to say then it's not a function of money? Money's not the issue? Money is definitely not the issue. All right. Is it? What about uh, healthcare resources, healthcare professionals in this uh, in this practice area? Well, psychiatrists are you know are scarce in all all of America. I mean, we don't have enough, but I mean, we do have good services outpatient. We just need to utilize them more. We need to make them more available and make them stronger. Yeah. Explain for the benefit of our audience, Catherine, the uh, distinction between a psychiatrist and a psychologist. A psychiatrist is a medical doctor. They go to medical school for four years. Um, and then once they graduate from medical school, they go into a residency, which is an additional four years of training. Um, we can we do therapy. We, we're trained to do therapy. We are also able to prescribe medications, whereas psychologists are fantastic and they're needed and do a great job with therapy. They're unable to prescribe medications. I got you. So is it uh, is it true that uh, a, a lot of these uh, issues, mental health issues, are in fact a physiological problem that they're caused by some something that's just awry. Right, uh, mental illness is an illness. This is just like hypertension, diabetes. It is an illness and should be treated as such. And that's what the medicines and the drugs and the Correct. therapy, I assume. Yes, I mean therapy is huge. I mean the gold standard of treatment is therapy and medications, but there are chemical imbalances in the brain that we know that medications help. Yeah, uh, actually had a uh, a lawsuit twenty something years ago that uh, was filed by an employee that uh, it took two years to find out, but was being treated, was clinical. And we didn't know. We didn't know when we hired her and and, uh, didn't even know when the suit was filed. But when you start digging into medical records, you find out. And and that's exactly what it was. It was actually deposed a psychiatrist as part of the, the legal proceeding who said that, yeah, this is a function of this is not caused by other people. This is caused by an imbalance, mm-hmm. a chemical imbalance. Dr. Robert Ritter, you know him? Did I don't. You know him? No. I'm not sure if he's still around anymore. Uh, but, yeah, that was fascinating. Uh, anyhow, I digress a little bit, but you, well, you, don't, know, say, you don't know. No, and that's, I think, one of the problems in Mississippi is we don't talk about it enough. There's still such a stigma surrounding mental health treatment, mental health care in Mississippi that – we have to talk about it more so that we can break down that stigma. So we don't know, and it's because we don't talk about it enough. What are the warning signs, the so-called red flags, that 
a person or a, a close friend or a member of their family, anybody that's around people should look for if they need to encourage them to seek treatment. Um, if you notice a personality change, something in that person that you notice, if they're starting to isolate more, they're getting quieter, they're not um, socializing, they're staying to themselves, just a, a, a just an overall personality change, it's time to start asking those important questions. You know, they might not be sleeping as well, they may not be eating as well, but once you notice that change, it's, it's time to talk. Is there something different, uh, doctor, with respect to a child, an adolescent, an adult? With, as far as mental illness manifesting itself? You you have to look closer for children because they're not able to verbalize their feelings as much as adults. So, I mean, it, it's really looking at those cues to notice, like, a change in their personality. Kids, you know, they tend to have more nightmares. That's, it really affects their appetite more. Um, when they're depressed, they tend to act out more. They, you know, they get agitated. They get aggressive. You just have to really watch for those signs more and actually initiate the conversation because they're likely not going to come to you and start that conversation. So the message then to parents, to guardians, is just to be observant. That's correct. Yes. Wow. Well, appreciate that. That was insightful and, and fascinating. And uh, let's just hope that uh, folks around the holidays can deal with this. And if they need help, they just need to go get help. That's right. So, yeah. Appreciate the services it. are there. You just got to go get them. Appreciate it. Hope yep. you had a great Christmas Thanks. and a happy new year. Let's have Thank a good you. year next year. Yes. <laughs> Middays, we'll take a break right here. We'll come back. This show was previous. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Push the limits of what's possible in the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. With a bold exterior and premium interior, Outlander reimagines the SUV. Rule the road with Mitsubishi's super all-wheel control and wireless smartphone technology. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today and get up to 3500 over book value for your trade. At Ridgeland Mitsubishi, get thunderstruck. Super all-wheel control is an available feature on all trim levels. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. Important restrictions and rules apply. See retailer for limited warranty and more details. Offer ends 12-13-21. The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my part called Will Watt.
White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. Super Talk Mississippi, your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. We don't hold back. We never shy away from telling you the truth. The most electrifying national talk show on air today. We have the most important guests and the biggest thinkers in America. Ben Shapiro, brutally breaking down the issues of the day. From politics to pop culture, we take a look at all of it. So don't miss out. Weeknights at 9. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. On Super Talk Mississippi. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Are customers able to find you online? With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. This is House Call for Health. Drug overdose deaths in the United States topping 100,000 annually. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's National Center for Health Statistics releasing provisional data showing 100,306 overdose deaths during a 12-month period ending in April of this year. That's an increase of nearly 29% or more than 78,000 deaths from the same period the previous year. Many of the overdose increases came from synthetic opioids, primarily fentanyl, methamphetamine, cocaine, and natural and semi-synthetic opioids. The CDC says overdoses can be prevented using several strategies. Enhance linkage to care. Reduce high-risk prescription drug use. Increase distribution of and access to naloxone. That's a non-addictive, life-saving drug that can reverse the effects of an opioid overdose when administered in a timely manner. And increase access to risk reduction service. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health on Lisa Brady. Fox News. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This show was previously recorded. Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Keep rolling. 3, 2, 1. On Super Talk Mississippi. Ah, yes, the old Twisted Sister on this Monday of the final week of 2021, midday, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino. I've been on a road a lot. I wanted to also say thank you to Scary Gary, you and all the team at Super Talk, and um, certainly our staff out in the remote locations, remote from here, uh, for making all that go so smoothly. And hopefully our audience enjoyed that at Blood Services last week and then two days at Carter Jewelers. We were in Columbia and Hattiesburg and and uh, Collins. It's been a busy December for Super Talk, and I think I'm going to be down at the Capitol for you know, Mississippi Economic Council Capital Day sometime. That's in January, I believe, is it not? It's hard to believe those folks are going to be down at the Capitol again next week, making them laws. Right around the corner. 
So we ought to have a good time with that uh, for sure. CJ in the Delta on the ceasefire text line says, I'm sorry, Gerard, I can't do that. I'm not sure what he's talking about, though. Let, what you talking about there, CJ? Jeff says, I'm listening to you on my Apple smart speaker right now. It is impressive. Jim from Caledonia said, I had a boss in 1995 that said the Internet was a fad. Yeah. There's another famous uh, statement made by... In fairness, if all you had to judge the Internet on was That's something right. like Prodigy. Yeah, you could see that not going anywhere. I, I remember. We used to sell that. Well, we didn't sell it. It came with PCs, you know, as a startup kit back in those days. America Online, too. Uh, America Online was a lot more user-friendly than Prodigy. AOL, yeah. They did pretty well, too. That, that well, it helps that they sent out enough CDs with free uh, <laughs> trials on them to fill about 14 million landfills. Uh, that's true. but it was, You couldn't open your mail without getting a free AOL, AOL CD for a period of time there in the 90s. Because that's what it took. You had to put the CD in to, to become a subscriber and connect to the network. And Heck, I remember pre-internet, I actually had an account and used to go out there and, and uh, participate on the various message boards. On a, uh, you know, today it's you got obviously all the social media platforms, but that was kind of the precursor to that. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, somebody was all already thinking about a way to use the internet, which is just a collection of networks. I would argue the current state of the internet is just a derivation of the message board. Yeah, I agree. You, you've got anything from Facebook posts and tweets and stuff. That's just the text part of it. You've got Instagram and TikTok and all that. That's posting pictures or media into the message. I mean, all these things were collected into one message board, and now it's been split up and split off and specialized into all these little niches. Yeah, that's absolutely true. But that's that, I think, is the, the typical evolution of human innovation and technology. I mean, again, the, the one that I think that resonates with people because it's, it's so visible is the bag phone to the smartphone, right? And the difference in functionality and utility. But that, I think, pretty much... Or another example, the Model T to a Mustang. True. All good. You know, the futurist, by the way, uh, Machio, uh, what's his name, Raku? I think I said that right. Kaku, excuse me. I always want to say Raku. Kaku, K-A-K-U. And he's been writing and speaking and and commenting on future. He's a futurist. There are futurists that say that the amount of human knowledge, new knowledge, new facts, not content, not volume of content, just new knowledge between now and 2050, 2050 will exceed the amount of human knowledge accumulated from the beginning of time to today. That's how much new knowledge. And I know a lot of people dissent with me on this opinion, but this is why I believe that history, as a harbinger in foretelling the future, becomes less predictable, less reliable, just because there's so much new knowledge, new facts, new information it becomes less relevant, less reliable as a predictor. Just an opinion. A lot of people would, of course, argue with that, and that's fine. Just an opinion there. I would argue you can't overlook the the data points of the past. No, I agree. Because, I mean, that's we were talking about artificial intelligence and its uses in medicine. That's That's one of the uses is you can plug in an entire city's worth. Because, I mean, if you've got one hospital in one city, 
and they've got patient records going back to they, their opening in 1950. You have patient records of diagnoses, deaths, causes. You have all this information, all these data points you can plug into the machine learning, and that's where it's finding these patterns going, hey, if you've got this, this, and this, we need to check for cancer. Because agree. 75% of the patients that had this, this, and this had cancer. It's, it's coming. It's coming fast, and it's a good thing. That's that's why I'm so optimistic about our future. I just don't want the bureaucrats up there in Washington who think they know better than uh, the private sector and individuals and want to turn us into all little indiscernible collective blobs. Don't get in the way. Uh, well, we've reached the end of the program here on this Monday with Super Talk Outdoors, hosted by the great Ricky Matthews. Coming up next, we're going to be back in the studio again tomorrow, Will Rhino and me. Until then, stay safe and God bless everyone. This show was previously... You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, online at baroniestreepros.com. News. I'm Lillian Wu. It forced tens of thousands to evacuate. Now officials in Colorado are assessing the damage from that fast-moving wildfire. Firefighters uh, still working on protecting some homes and fighting some of the fires. This, as the wind has died down, it is slowly beginning to snow here. Hopefully the cold and the precipitation will help things out. Fox's Alicia Acuna in Boulder County, Colorado. President Biden and his Russian counterpart trade warnings over tensions involving Ukraine. Vladimir Putin in a phone call warned to stand down or face sanctions. Russian state media reports Putin told President Biden that if the United States and Western allies implement those threatened sanctions, that could lead to Russia cutting diplomatic relations with the West. Fox's Rich Edson and Boston Celtics legend and Hall of Famer Sam Jones is dead at the age of 88. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. At Green Home Solutions, we make air better. Indoor air pollution can cause health risks, such as asthma, eye issues, itchy and sore throats, respiratory problems, and skin irritations. Green Home Solutions provides you the indoor air quality you want for your home or business without indoor air pollutions and without the use of harmful chemicals. Create a balanced, healthy, and clean environment with Green Home Solutions. We make air better. Call me, owner Michael Keaton, at 601-988-7840 or look for us on Facebook. I'm Lauren McGraw with Guide Go. I'm here to help you with your special events like picnics, reunions, or weddings. We have many options of luxury restroom trailers. No event too big or too small. When you gotta go, please call Gotta Go 601-879-3969. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. COVID transmission levels are high to substantial across the entire state, according to state epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers. When we look at the deaths, however, uh, the majority of deaths are still are occurring in people uh, 65 and older and in people 50 to 64. Um, these are the most vulnerable people. This is where the, the real impact is. We need to make sure that we, we keep those folks protected. 67% of new infections are now due to the Omicron variant. 
The Build Back Better bill took a hit when Democratic Senator Joe Manchin said he wouldn't support it. Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith expects it to come up again when the Senate returns to Washington Monday. It started out $3.5 trillion. The House passed the 2.2. That is insane. Their tax and spending spree is putting Americans underwater. I'm Kelly Bennett. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. A message from professional linebacker and native Mississippian, Demario Davis. Coming up in Mississippi, I learned the Mississippi way. To be strong and serve one another. I remember fighting through the noise. I remember the struggle. Getting stronger to support my team. That's the Mississippi way. That's why Mississippians are getting the COVID-19 vaccine. To protect ourselves and the ones we love. Learn more at msway.com. We all know you shouldn't get behind the wheel if you've been drinking. Captain Chris Turnipseed with the Mississippi Highway Patrol says your best course of action is to stay put. Pick that phone up and call somebody that you that you think that's not drinking to, to come help you out. Bring a sleeping bag, a pillow, something. Don't get behind the wheel and drive. The new year means New Year's resolutions. So what do you hope to achieve for 2022? To be closer to God and move study more of his word that's the only thing i want to do well my new year's resolution this year is going to be a continuation of all the past years that i've never completed of losing weight my new year's resolution is to grow my business and continue to do god's work and love my kids more get rich <laughs> lose weight um hopefully just like finding some friends and you know getting together and all doing something together kind of like a team effort maybe make it like something competitive. High protein first, and do Weight Watchers and exercise. To not repeat the same mistakes I did last year. I'm Kelly Bennett. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every afternoon at 5 o'clock for the college football fix driven by Ford. Speaking of Ford, the Get Holiday Ready sales event is happening now. Visit your local Ford dealer and get the best offers on Ford SUVs and Ford F-Series trucks. America's best-selling trucks, 44 years running. Right now is the best time to buy with inventory arriving daily. Get your season started off right during the Get Holiday Ready sales event going on now at your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Before the action begins, make sure your bets are in. Every hit. This ball is crushed. Every point. Who they give it to? Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino revolutionizes the fan experience. On your phone, casino kiosk, at the timeout lounge. Don't just be a fan, be a player, be a winner. Get to Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. We're not just fans, we're here to play. Hey, it's Mr. Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This show was previously recorded. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios on this Monday, kicking off the last and final week of the year 2021. Joining us now, Captain Chris Turnipseed. He's the director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol Public Affairs Division. Captain, uh, welcome, sir. Thanks so much for joining us. Man, it's great to be here. Great morning. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I can tell you're you're in your vehicle out and about uh, on the roads today. Are we staying safe out there? Man, so far, so good. We had a pretty pretty quiet holiday weekend. A uh, little bit more, a little higher numbers than we did uh, last year, but uh, pretty good weekend overall. Uh, can't can't complain about what what's what happened this weekend for sure we had we did have one fatal car crash uh which was is bad enough but uh that was le- that was a lot less than we had uh, last year we, we had three last year so wow looking looking better on those so uh but anyway we're just here for this brief little lull between uh christmas and new year's we're going to kick it off try it one more time uh next weekend try to keep it quiet next weekend as well got it uh, do you think, Captain, that Christmas falling on a Saturday and even New Year's falling on a Saturday, th- does that is that a factor in any way in terms of traffic volume and and uh, potential for crashes and so forth? Well, uh, I would think that it, it it may have something to do with it. I don't know. Uh, business is shutting down. You know, sometimes our holiday weekends are a little bit long. Yeah. Uh, depending on where, where the holidays placed at. So we're usually trying to get them pretty concise and short when, when something's on weekend. Cause that usually coincides with people being off of work anyway. So you don't have to add any extra holidays in there. So yes, it, it, it probably going to be a little quieter due to it being a shorter uh, holiday period just because of the fall holidays falling on Saturday this year. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, staffing? Does uh, Highway Patrol have all hands on deck uh, for the heavy travel for Christmas and the New Year's coming up? Well, Christmas we did have all uh, pretty much all hands on deck. When we talk about these uh, overtime details that we get, the federal money, so yeah, a lot of guys coming back out to work uh, on the holidays to make a little extra Christmas money. So we we had we had you know everybody. On, you know, uh, on the ready this weekend, and then next weekend is actually it's actually going to be a, a, a counseled uh, days off week. So uh, we will have some folks working the overtime details, but it'll be everybody all hands on deck for for New Year's, uh, especially looking like it's going to be another warm one. So uh, yeah, <laughs> probably going to be a lot some nice weather. So you know, you're probably going to have a little bit more uh, travel, a lot more people going out and doing things. Uh, you know, in this this warm, unseasonably warm weather that we're having. Yeah. Well, we certainly do appreciate uh, all the great work keeping us uh, safe on the roads out there by the men and women of the Highway Patrol. What What about uh, COVID? Have you guys uh, been impacted by that in any way? Are there officers that are having to quarantine as a result? Uh, there, there have been. We, we, you know, we're, it's like everything else. You know, we, we've had officers. Uh, on and off uh, quarantine th- throughout the pandemic. Uh, I would say, you know, the uptick might be up just a little bit more, but nothing uh, that concerns us uh, yet. Uh, we're, we're keeping our eyes on it. Uh, everybody's, uh, you know, maintaining, you know, safe practices and trying to stay healthy so we have the manpower to, to do the work we need to do out of here. Yeah. That's definitely on the radar. I mean, that's something that we're always looking at. It's just some different times that we're we're living in now. 
What message, sir, would you like to live to deliver to the motoring public uh, in order to stay safe and and uh, make sure they get safely to their destination as they travel the highways in Mississippi? My message usually, I mean, it's it's a reoccurring message year round. If people will just uh, be considerate of others and and that being that being considerate, if you just make wise decisions while you're driving. Uh, I think that would go a long ways toward uh, having a safe weekend. You know, a lot of times we get behind the wheel of a vehicle, and all we're focused on is what we're going, what we have to do, and and not really being considered of other people out here sharing the road with us. So just think about everybody else, everybody you meet out here in these in the, on this road has a family. Uh, don't do anything that you wouldn't want them to do to you or your family. So if we would just all kind of be considerate of each other, I think that would go a long ways toward having a nice, uh, safe. Uh, a New Year's weekend, and you know, don't if you're going to drink, and if you're going to drink, don't get behind the wheel. If you're going to get impaired, don't do it. Uh, leave these cell phones alone. Please buckle your seatbelt. That's something we can all do. And uh, just slow down a little bit, and just take your time. And uh, like I said, be considerate of everybody else out here on the roadways. You, tech, you touched on something uh, with respect to drinking, which, uh, of course, that there typically is a lot of alcohol consumed uh, with the holidays, in particular on New Year's. If someone is alone and they've been drinking, and uh, what, what's the alternative to getting behind the wheel and driving the vehicle themselves? What should they do? I mean, I, the first thing, I think the easiest thing is if you've got a designated driver that hasn't been drinking, to let them drive and take take care of those duties. But if you're by yourself or maybe everybody in the vehicle has been drinking, what should they do? Well, you should stay put. And like you said, we have these cell phones. Pick that phone up and call somebody that you that you think that's not drinking to, to come help you out. Like I say, your last option is getting behind the. It's not even an option. Yeah, uh, that, that that's not an option to get behind the wheel. So, I you know, bring a sleeping bag, a pillow, something. Don't get behind the wheel and drive if you're impaired because. Uh, believe me, the the alternatives or, or the consequences to making that decision are probably not going to be uh, some that that most uh, want to face. Whether that's a car crash, getting you know killing a passenger, or getting killed yourself, or hurting or killing somebody else, and you know having to uh, face criminal charges for yeah. it, anything is a better option than getting behind the wheel and driving while you're impaired. Are are we doing better there, Captain? As the years pass by, does does those do those trends improve in terms of uh, the number of I guess DUIs uh, issued and and driving while impaired uh, citations, et cetera? Uh, it well, it it's one of those things that depending on your manpower and depending on you know how many folks we got out because they're always there. I mean, it's. It's almost as just as sure that's going to happen as sure as the leaves are going to bloom back on the trees every <laughs> yeah. year. It, it's very, it's, it's going to happen. It continues to happen. Uh, there was a little bit, you know, depending on your, our enforcement efforts and manpower. I mean, some years we try not to confuse maybe a, a low, a period with low DUI arrest with, you know, the people, the less people are drinking. A lot of it has to do with the manpower. You have to go out there and stop weather conditions, uh, where you could actually, uh, go out there and enforce the laws. But, the trend has stayed much close to the same. It's not, I, I wouldn't say it's increasing or growing or getting more and more. Uh, I think the, uh, the, the uh, distracted driving in the cell phone is, 
you know, has taken the title for being one of the most dangerous activities behind the steering wheel now because not, you know, as you know, not everybody drinks. Yeah. Uh, but, but mostly everybody has a device that, you know, when they're riding down the road that they want to look at. So yeah. you just got to kind of look at it with, with statistical eyes and how many people you have actually doing that activity, whether it be drinking or versus how many people are behind the wheel distracted. So, uh, distracted driving, I would say, is taking the crown for uh, being one of our one of our uh, key factors contributing to car crashes now. Yeah, not because DUI's gotten less, not because DUI's gotten less. I got you. Because distracted driving's gotten more. So I got and you. that's where we're at. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, of course, some of these more modern vehicles are, uh, I guess, a little better at uh, kind of keeping you in the lanes and alerting you when you're coming up on a vehicle, some of the sensor technology that's built into them, and that continues to improve. Honestly, that can't happen fast enough, in my opinion, uh, to kind of take some of the human element and human deficiencies out of that. But uh, that's that's another subject for another day. What about travel through Mississippi from uh, other states? Is is that kind of on the uptick that you've seen over the last week, or expect to? Well, I mean, it's there's there's always an uptick during the holidays. Uh, a lot more people buzzing on the roadways, whether they're you know whether they're visitors traveling through, which we see our shares of those too, and the and the citations reflect that. Uh, but. You know, there's so many people out there using during the holidays, you know, whether stores, shopping, uh, going and doing a lot of things. You know, a lot of people off of work. Uh, a lot of people like to go out and travel and do, have little vacations. You got, yeah. uh, you know, got to got football season rounding up here. So the, we're going to see a lot of, a lot more travelers, I would say for sure. Uh, but whether that's people traveling through Mississippi or not, uh, that's, you know, relative. You know, relative to the traffic we have, you gotcha. know, it, it, it's nothing extra. Gotcha. Captain, appreciate you uh, joining us this morning, and uh, very grateful, uh, sir, to you and all the state troopers for keeping us safe and keeping our roadways uh, safe and, and operating and functioning properly. You have a fantastic New Year, sir, and we'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you for having on. Y'all have a happy New Year, too, and we'll be out here doing our best to make sure everyone has a happy New Year as well. Thank you for letting me come in and join you today. Absolutely. Middays, we'll step aside. We'll come right back and tell you what the vice president says is her number one failure. That's all coming up. Stay with us. This show was previously recorded. Oh, ho, ho, Merry Christmas, everyone. This is Dave Logan, General Manager of Canon Nissan of Jackson. Holiday savings continue during the Nissan year-end sale event. This year-end event is the perfect time to buy your next Nissan with significant savings off MSRP. This is a great time to get your vehicle serviced for holiday travel. Canon Nissan Service Department is open six days a week and no appointment is needed. 2021 and 2022 models are on the ground at Canon Nissan of Jackson. And we have your favorites like Nissan Rogue and Nissan Murano. Call now for best selection. We have over 700 pre-owned vehicles available in all makes and models. Payments start at $199 per month on pre-owned units for qualified buyers. No credit, no problem. Call today, ride tomorrow. You still have time to save on your favorite Nissans during the Nissan year-end sales event. Merry Christmas from all of us at Canon Nissan of Jackson. And remember, when the smoke clears... Nobody beats a cannon deal. Nobody. 
The Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let The Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM. Last-minute needs for a party? We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last-minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over 150 years of experience at The Rogue serving Mississippians. I'm here with John Ravenstein, and John, you sure seem to love what you do. What's not to love? (laughs) Working with diamonds and gemstones? Ever since I was a kid, growing up in Northeast Jackson, I dreamed of being a jeweler. You knew that early on what you wanted to be in life? I would ride my bike every day after school, Mm -hmm. all the way down to my parents' store on Capitol Street to clean the jewelry cases, just to see every diamond I could. It was amazing. (laughs) Like a kid in a candy store, huh? And right then I knew. It was either that or a rock star. I didn't know you could sing. You know, I can't. That's why I'm a jeweler. <laughs> I don't know, John. If you think about it, you got thousands of fans. Yeah. And women who adore you. <laughs> okay. You're a rock star. I guess you're right. And these, these are my Rolling Stones. Juniker Jewelry, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. This New Year's Eve broadcast on Super Talk Mississippi is brought to you by Tico Steakhouse. Make your reservations to come see us soon. East County Line Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. Tico Steakhouse wishes you a safe and happy New Year. No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. This show was previously recorded. Check it out. Let's do this. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's get on with it. On Super Talk Mississippi. Spirits up, we're here tonight, and that's enough, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Welcome back everyone, Midday Super Talk Mississippi, uh, back with you on the air here on this Friday, y'all. Joining us now in the studio, Doug Shanks and Vincent uh, Venturini. You go by Vince though, don't you? Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah, get closer there. So, okay. uh, and you guys, uh, first of all, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. It is thank a, you. it is an honor to have you, uh, Doug. I've uh, followed your career a long time, and uh, was a resident of Jackson. Uh, certainly, at the time, you were served as a commissioner. You're a baseball coach. You guys uh, collaborated on a book, uh, One Direction Home, which is really you describe it as a, a history of South Jackson. And I grew up in in West Jackson, and we were talking this morning at breakfast. uh, Your son Fred was at breakfast with us, and we were talking about 
kind of what the line of demarcation was between West Jackson and South Jackson. We always considered Raymond Road there. Right. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Is no, that... we thought it was uh, Highway 80. Okay. <laughs> you think anything on south of 80? Yeah. We thought that was still West Jackson. Yeah. Okay. No. Well, so it's, 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 see, we, we had things like, what do you do with Westland Plaza? Yeah. What, do you, what do you do with Shoney's, which was, and what do you that, do with Provine? That's right? all West Jackson. Yeah. yeah. But, it is. but here's another thing. Okay. There, there are the border institutions. Uh, Channel 12. Yeah. I mean, that's right on the border of West and South. And, that's true. Uh, and there's blurred lines between West and South. South Jackson. Um, now, there were some institutions that we used in South Jackson that were really in the West, like Westland Plaza and Provine High School. Sure. But um, when you start moving around the Robinson Road extension area yeah. out near Channel 12, yeah. that was where you weren't sure where South stopped and West started. I would agree with you on that. I would See, agree. They, all the kids meshed in at Provine, too. Right. You know. and, sh- and what we called Shoney's, which was yeah. making that circle through Western <laughs> Plaza and just burning a bunch of gas when it was a quarter right. a gallon back then. And your parents paid for it. That's right. <laughs> uh, I admit well, I was part of that. Well, what uh, this book has done very well. We've been very, very pleased. And uh, it's been really the criticism of it is almost non-existent. I mean, yeah. you know. But – what it got Vince started doing is doing a, a, a book on West Jackson, which is what he's working on now. Oh, awesome. Yeah. But what it's turned into, you know, how you, you start down one path and then you end up doing something. But it, he got into West Jackson, and he ends up doing the ethnic communities of Jackson, the okay. Greeks and, and sure. the Lebanese. And it's sure. amazing. All of these people were in South Jackson. You yes. Know? It's really amazing. And it's had a lot to do with the makeup of the city of Jackson. That, yeah, absolutely. Well, my, my partner, longtime partner, Norman Cattul, mm-hmm. uh, right. Lebanese, of course, and uh, you know, he's talked a, a bit about the history of his family. They were among the early settlers of oh, Jackson. Yeah, they yeah, were. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and it was amazing how they were accepted into the community. Yes. You know? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's, you know, the same way with the, the Jewish community. Yes, exactly. Found, you know, they, I mean, they were accepted. And, uh, you know, when you, of course, you traveled, and all my friends in the Army were from the East Coast and whatnot, and they just sure. couldn't believe that the Jews were accepted as well as they were here. They were, you know, a different world. T- totally agree uh, with you on that. And my father, being in the, in the dry goods business, uh, many of the merchants, of course, right. were Lebanese and Jewish, right. and that was his right. custom. Exactly. And my father was Catholic, so mm-hmm. they all got along and didn't yeah. think about all that well, sort of stuff. If you look back at the old newspapers, and I'm talking about going back into the very early 20th century, and even before that, the newspapers talk about when the Jewish temple burned in the 1870s, they built a new one. Oh, our friends of the faith of David have a new temple. Um, Very supportive of the Jewish community. And um, the bombings that took place, let's say, of the rabbi's home and of the temple in the late 60s, actually had more to do with black civil rights than anti-Jewish sentiment because Rabbi Newsbaum had come down from Toronto and he was very active in civil rights. So that's what, I mean, they targeted him. They blew the front porch off his house and they blew up a part of the temple. Um, So, um, but when you look back at newspaper articles, very, very favorable toward Jewish populations, Jewish merchants. And when the Jewish temple opened on Woodrow Wilson yeah. in 1940, you had the pastor of St. Peter's Catholic Church and the pastor of First Baptist Church there as part of the ceremony. I mean, you know, they actually got Baptists and Catholics together yeah. at a time well, when I mean, that wasn't happening. Well, I don't know that we ever thought about that. Uh, of course, 
Uh, we were talking before we came on the air about St. Mary's, which uh, so I attended. You guys, your families too? Oh yeah, I went to kindergarten there. Okay, yeah. well I went to grade school. I can't remember when the school itself opened. I want to say it was in the late fifties. No, it was early fifties. My early fifties. Okay. So I, I grew up in South Jackson. I always lived on Woody Drive. But we were in St. Mary's Parish yeah. when I was born. Okay. St. Therese did not open until 1955. Okay. And um, my oldest sister entered St. Mary's first grade in 1952, so okay. it was at least open at that time. And I think probably since the church opened in 1948, the school probably opened within a couple of years of that. So my parents were among the early parishioners in 1952. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to say that what they relayed was that mass was said first in the gym. That was the original be- church before the church uh, yes. building itself was constructed. Right, um, and you know St. Mary's was such a wealthy parish when they built that beautiful Gothic church. They paid the debt off in three years. That's unbelievable. It took St. Teresa's almost thirty years to pay off yeah. the debt on what was a gym, and that St. Mary's. Uh, facility is like a museum. Unfortunately, yeah. it closed down uh, a few years it's ago. Sad. Just matter of fact, Fred drove by there the other day for something. And he sent me. He said, "What is this out here in West Jackson? <laughs> this beautiful church sitting it's out here." Beautiful. And I said, "That's St. Mary's. You know, it's where your grandparents went to church." So, so many fond memories of going to school and church and and all the events there through the years. What a great uh, parish community it was. So, so I got to ask you, what inspired you to write the book? Well, uh, Vince was uh, the head of the sociology department, social work, social work at Mississippi Valley, and yeah. I was a baseball coach. And occasionally, we'd ride to Jackson together, and we just started talking about growing up in South Jackson. And even though I'm an older generation than he is, our memories were almost the same. And we said, "Well, is this just nostalgia?" Or all my contemporaries felt the same way. So. One of the days we said, why don't we write a book about it? We were talking about some of the landmarks and whatnot. So it took us about seven years, but but we got it done. That's and awesome. uh, Vince did a – I mean, the research on the history of South Jackson goes back to almost the Revolutionary War. Incredible. And Vince went back and spent a lot of time in the libraries of South Carolina and whatnot, chasing these people down that founded South Jackson. And, and again – you go back to the Catholic monastery up there on Terry Road. Right. That is the oldest building in Hines County. Now, didn't that I didn't know that. Well, it's the oldest house, and uh, oldest residence yeah. in South I Jackson. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right, in Jackson, period. Yeah. A lot of people don't think of it as a residence because well, we know it as the monastery. Right. But it was a plantation house. And, didn't know that. Mm-hmm, uh, the wow. Morant, the Morant family, who were descendants of French Huguenots who came to America, um, built the house when they came to get some of the free land after the tra- uh, Treaty of Doak Stand. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I think that's the, the the Catholics ran the Huguenots out of uh, France when <laughs> they came here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, this had to be quite the ride down memory lane for you. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. very much. Yeah, the uh, when we get into the school section, it, it really is, you know, because the the World War II crowd, uh, when they came back, they it was nothing good enough for their kids. They were going to have the best educational system. And Jackson at that time was was growing, booming, and they built a school system here that was unbelievable. And that's what's so sad now. Yeah. Just you know, uh, yeah. I mean, Provine and Murrah, uh, I mean, those were prep schools, unbelievable you know, schools, public schools, and unbelievable athletics. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Provine Everything. especially uh, was really good. I mean, not taking anything from Murrah, but there was a period of time there in the yeah. '60s, at least, where Provine was incredible. Yeah. 
Well, the the National Merit finalist and the Presidential Scholars and uh, you know the band and the musical comedies and you know I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah, it was unbelievable. So I grew up in the neighborhood with the Flints. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. and Bobby Flint. Right, uh-huh. of course. Uh, Bobby went on, uh, got drafted by the Reds. Right, played a couple of three years. Yeah. And, uh, Bobby had a great career up at Ole Miss, yeah. and a wonderful person. And get good faith. Their daddy was with the Parks and Recreation Department. Uh, absolutely, yeah, just yeah. nice people. Uh, actually, their daddy was with the phone company. Was with uh, Mr. John Flint. Was with a phone company. Bobby, with the son who played for the Reds, was with Jackson Parks and Rec. That's right. That's right. And so Mr. Flint uh, was with a phone company when it was downtown. He went mm-hmm. downtown every day uh-huh. to go yeah. down there and uh, where the operator switches and stuff. Can you gentlemen hang around for another segment? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Well, we got uh, more we can dig through. I'm it's okay this. when you're retired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I> understand. <laughs> That's fantastic. We got Doug Shanks and uh, Vince Venturini in the studio talking about their book, uh, One Direction Home, and just enjoying the memories of South and West Jackson. Stay with us. Middays will return. This show was previously recorded. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. Demand the best for your truck. Linex Spray-On Bedliners give the only nationwide lifetime warranty. Linex of Jackson is your source for all of your truck accessory needs. From lift kits, wheels, tires, bed covers, hitches, you name it, we do it. Want leather installed in your car or truck? We even give a lifetime warranty on our leather. Linex of Jackson has been your source for spray-in bedliner and truck accessories for over 20 years. Come see us on Highway 80 between airport and crossgates. Linex of Jackson, 601-664-0030. Trust Care Kids in Madison now offers the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine for children ages 5 to 11. Every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., just walk in or schedule an appointment at TrustCareKids.com. Our expert team of pediatric specialists will have you in and out in a jiffy. It couldn't be any easier. Trust Care has led the way in COVID testing and vaccinations. Let us be the provider you trust to keep your entire family safe. That's TrustCareKids.com. Trust Care Health. Feel better. Faster. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. New Chevrolets, great pre-owned vehicles, an excellent fleet department, all backed by an award-winning service department. That's Rogers Dab Chevrolet, Crossgates Brandon, or RogersDabs.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. 
Hey parents, have you ever wondered how to talk to your kids about the crazy things happening in the world? As great as schools can be, they often don't teach important things like how to start a business or how the economy works. That's why your family needs the Tuttle Twins books. These books teach important ideas that teachers and textbooks don't really discuss. Go to tuttletwinsradio.com to get your set of books. You'll get a 35% off discount and free activity workbooks too. That's tuttletwinsradio.com. What are the kids singing about? You know that game, Whack-A-Mole? Yeah. Well, the kids think the car tires are like the mallet and those awful potholes are... Oh, I get it. That's kind of cute. Really, Mom? Tell that to my wheels and tires. Here in central Mississippi, our roads are loaded with potholes. That's bad news for your wheels and tires. Stop by the Tire Depot for fast service or new tires. Tire Depot at the Reservoir in Brandon and Terry Road in Byram. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. COVID transmission levels are high to substantial across the entire state, according to state epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers. When we look at the deaths, however, uh, the majority of deaths are still occurring in people uh, 65 and older and in people 50 to 64. Um, these are the most vulnerable people. This is where the, the real impact is. We need to make sure that we, we keep those folks protected. of new infections are now due to the Omicron variant. The Build Back Better bill took a hit when Democratic Senator Joe Manchin said he wouldn't support it. Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith expects it to come up again when the Senate returns to Washington Monday. It started out $3.5 trillion. The House passed to $2.2. That is insane. Their tax and spending spree is putting Americans underwater. I'm Kelly Bennett. Your news, your talk, your weather, and your sports. All in one place. Supertalk.fm. Every show, every podcast, and every late-breaking story. All in one place. Supertalk.fm. I'm Attorney General Lynn Fitch, wishing you all the very best for this holiday season. From our team to yours, our most heartfelt wishes for peace and joy in 2022. Did you know that one in five children suffer from a mental health challenge? Four out of five of us may not receive the help we need. That is not okay. Can it be believed every child can be a success story? Please support Canopy Children's Solutions. Visit mycanopy.org to support Mississippi's children today. one of the most popular hobbies in America, with the average gardener spending five hours a week in the garden. In Mississippi, keeping a healthy, beautiful garden is practically an obsession. But if you have questions about gardening, there's no better person to answer them than the garden mama, Nellie Neal. So whether it's gardening basics or troubles for the more experienced gardeners out there, the garden mama has the answers for you. Saturday morning, starting at 8 on Super Talk Mississippi and Super Talk TV. This show was previously recorded. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome, welcome to our show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one. Welcome back. 
back, everyone. Midday, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios. We've got Doug Shanks and Vince Venturini, authors, co-authors of the book One Direction Home. It is a history of South Jackson. So one of the things, uh, Doug, you were saying off the air was when you were doing the research for the book, about the area, you had a hard time finding crime to to yeah. include in the book. That's just mind-boggling, of well, course. Well, we were trying to, uh, you know, get everything covered we could. We did the schools. We did the history. The the media people that lived in South Jackson, Woody Asap, Burke sure. K., uh, Dick Miller. I mean, it's really incredible. The writers that came out of South Jackson. Farmer are, Jim Neal, right? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He's, he's, we covered all that bunch in there. So just... We want to see any famous criminals, and we just looked and looked and looked, and really, there was all there was some petty crime. That was about it. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Well, one thing, you know, the, there's a chapter in the book on the churches of South Jackson called God South Jackson, and at the time we were thinking about let's find the notorious stuff. There had to have been some bootlegging somewhere, something, and we'll call that the Devil South Jackson. <laughs> but. The, we just no look. Yeah. Unbelievable. People don't realize how large South Jackson was. At one time, it was the largest precinct in, in Mississippi, voting mm-hmm. precinct. Yeah, right. Didn't know that. In Levelwood, sure. Yeah. If you were to carve South Jackson off from the rest of Jackson in 1970, and that's with the 1970 boundaries, which would have been down around McClure Road, I think South Jackson probably would have been about the fifth largest or maybe fourth largest community in Mississippi. Huh. It kind, of, it kind of had a relation like Brooklyn to New York, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, so Doug, you, of course, served as a city commissioner. I was the first person elected from South Jackson. Okay. In the history of the Jackson City Council. Okay, and at that time, uh, the form of government was different, right? Commission form of government. Right, we had a mayor others. and three commissioners. Two commissioners. Two commissioners, excuse me, total mm-hmm. of three, mm-hmm. my bad. Uh, at what time did we convert? Uh, to the current, the present council form of government. It was about uh, 12 years after that, yeah. okay. after 73 okay. when I got out. So I'd yeah, say in the, about 1985. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, and, so and you could see the, the, the commission form of government was very efficient and it ran very well. You had all these years with very little, you know, you, I mean, there was no corruption in yeah. city government. Yeah. Alan Thompson ran a right. tight ship. And you knew when you went to the ward-type system, you were going to get some ward-type yeah. politics, but I don't think anybody envisioned what we got, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway. It's so you a, served with Alan Thompson, Russell Davis? Uh, Alan Thompson went uh, – I was with Russell. Okay. Russell came in right after okay. Alan. He was there with Ed Cates. Yeah. And I basically took – when Ed Cates did whatever he did, I, I was the next member of the city council. I got you. Now, that was a bank note. Ed Cates, I'm the only elected – I'm real proud of this. <laughs> I'm the only elected official in Hines County that didn't go to either one of his funerals. <laughs> He was not a good guy. No. You know, he no. was not a good guy. No, I get it. All right, so, Vince, you were talking about, uh, speaking of uh, lawyers, Bobby DeLauder. Right. You know, uh, Tell us about that, well, the connection. First off, when we were growing up in South Jackson, and I went to St. Joe uh, yeah. a few years ahead of you, yeah. um, people in North Jackson thought of South Jackson as, well, that's where the rednecks live. That, that's, you know, the, uh, the lower classes and stuff, and, um, <laughs> you know, the Klan country. But Byron De La Beckwith went for almost three decades after murdering Medgar Evers, a free man. And it was Bobby DeLauder who grew up in South Jackson, went to Oak Forest Baptist Church, was educated at um, Witten Junior High, Wingfield High School. He's the one who finally brought that planned terrorist down. Hmm. And uh, also... 
from what Doug has told me, because he knew some of the old policemen, it was because some of the policemen who had come from South Jackson had meticulously saved all of the evidence after the mistrials in the mid to late 60s in Byron De La Beckwith's case. Um, they, you know, they carefully put the, the rifle away to where it could later be used. And so the area of town that people looked down on was the area that helped bring down Unbelievable. Um, Byron De La Beckwith. Yeah. Uh, and it's in, a truly an interesting irony. Something else you talk about, uh, Doug, in the book is the Carmelite Monastery yeah. in South Jackson. Now, I know, Vince, you were just talking about that uh, being such an old structure. But, you know, what I remember about it growing up as a, as a Catholic and an altar boy was that's where they made all the hosts. Mm, that, yeah. That's what I, my understanding was. Mm. Is that true? That's what they told us. That probably was. And, they, um, yeah, they, they were active in various things. Um, yeah. The main thing that about the monastery people need to know it was it was not a monastery until 1951. It was a plantation house built around 1845. It's incredible. And um, a family that came ultimately from South Carolina. Um, they were descendants of French Huguenots, which were you know um, French Protestants who had to escape France um, because of persecution. One of the Morant daughters married a um, man in Mississippi who was a legislator who was Catholic, yeah. and two of her sons became priests. <laughs> so thinking, how about okay, that? You know, um, but the Morant family built that monastery. Uh, I mean, the house and um, had about six hundred acres. Um, it was an area too. I think some of the early Civil War action took place oh, around yeah. there. Yeah, be they staged the Battle of Jackson from right around there. Yeah, Grant came right down Belvedere Drive. Sure, I didn't know that. And that's why I found out that uh, Lynch Street was not named after J.R. Lynch. Okay, uh, because a, a lieutenant came up to Sherman and said, "General, we can take Jackson. The Lynch Bridge is uh, Lynch Creek Bridge is is open," and that's how they ran into Jackson and took Jackson the first time. Lynch was a former governor, and he had a plantation there, and that that was Lynch Street, which became I mean Lynch Creek, which became Lynch Street. Okay. Okay. And you know later on at some time it just got to be J.R. Lynch Street. You know. Okay. Which of course leads directly into Jackson State yep. University. Yeah. Right. And who, you know, just being a, a nut about history in Jackson, he may have been the greatest Mississippian ever, J.R. Lynch. I mean, oh. he was really quite a quite a human being. I, you know his. His career is amazing, and somebody needs to really do a good biography of him because wow. what he did was incredible. Wow. He was the first person, uh, first African-American, to hold an elected position or a judicial position. He was the first one appointed. He's 21 years old, and he was appointed by uh, Alcorn to be a justice of the peace. And he was that for about six months, and then he ran for the legislature I'll and became darn. Speaker of the House. I'll be darned. You know, I also got to bring up, uh, I know you have uh, – a. A serious connection to the game of baseball. Obviously, he's a baseball coach uh, at uh, at the high school and at the college level. Mm-hmm. And of course, I remember the American Legion days in Battlefield Park. So, Battlefield Park, right? Is yeah. because there was a battle there. Is that right? Well, or around, around the area? The area. Well, that's um, not far from the monastery. That's exactly right. You know, Battlefield Park, and and this is something um, that I learned from Doug when we were doing the research for the book. The person, probably the most famous person in terms of tennis in the United States, in terms of making it a, a sport for the the masses, lived in Alta Woods. Uh, Slew Hester. Yeah, sure. And um, tennis, right? He he used to hold tournaments at, at Battlefield Park, and it was a state of the art tennis court sure was. in the early fifties. 
And SLU is the one who personally moved the United States Tennis Open out of Forest Hills to uh, Flushing Meadows. Yeah. And, you know, here, a guy in South Jackson. Yeah. Great um, guy, too. Great I, guy. I, I, okay. I met him uh, yeah. when he was around, and I, I didn't know that uh, he was from South Jackson, obviously. He was, on, he, he was on one street, then you had the IUs right next to him, sure. the Woody ASAP, then you come around, you got Dick Miller. I know mm-hmm. exactly you know? where you're talking about. I just yeah. didn't know Slew was part yeah. of that, and was a long-time but, and, member, of course, at River Hills yeah. uh, well, in his later years. According but, to his daughter, he wanted... Uh, you know his daughter's Katie Hester. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that's but, Slew's oldest girl. Yeah. I didn't but know that. Sherwood Wise, who was active in Alta Woods, moved out to Eastover. Okay. And he wanted Slew to move with him, and Slew was going to do it until his daughter said, Dad, I'm at Peoples. I, I like where I am. Yeah. I like the schools here. Yeah. So he stayed in South Jackson for his daughter. But one more person I got a plug who, sure. um, from South Jackson. And she recorded a song or two with the Rolling Stones and may have been the woman who was the inspiration for Honky Tonk Woman, and that was um, Nanette Workman. Okay. Uh, she lived around over by uh, Jackson Square, went to Provine when you were there. In fact, mm-hmm. got Doug all excited when she sang Fever. In the yeah, I, I was a sophomore in high school, and we were at a, <laughs> a first assembly, and, and this girl sang Fever, which is a pretty risque song, and I was kind of taken by it myself. <laughs> and uh, anyway, she was Nanette, and she was, a, she was a neat person, but boy, she was headed to Broadway. It yeah. didn't take her but three three more years, and she was there. She's yeah. sort of the, the Madonna of Canada, very popular <laughs> uh, Canadian singer. Um, she was actually born in New York City, and her parents came down when she was about two or three years old. She used to appear on Jackson Television, um, Mr. Science or something, when yeah. she was a kid. But later, she was with Teen Tempo. Teen Tempo. You, know, Teen you, know, Tempos. you remember stuff. that? I do remember. Well, so uh, I had a brother who passed away in, in 1976, but uh, was uh, was in a band called the Chevrons, a rock a local rock band, and played, of course, on Teen Tempo mm-hmm. and the Shady Oaks and the club circus uh-huh. and stuff. Um, but yeah, that who could forget all that stuff? Judy well, Moon, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, Hill Denson and our close friends, yeah, yeah, so of course, we, baseball coach uh, yeah. at USM. Yeah, we have a and little... Callaway before that. I played oh, yeah. when he was coaching at Callaway. Yeah. So yeah, he ain't changed a bit. Either. I know. <laughs> awesome, great, great people. You know, it's it's been uh, a pleasure having you gentlemen on and reminiscing about South and West Jackson. We are blessed with a lot of great people that came from the area, and you two are among them, and we appreciate you coming well, on. We've enjoyed much. it very much. And uh, all the luck in the world on the book. I've read some of it. It's fantastic. Thanks for doing that. We'll talk soon. Middays, we'll take a break right here. Stay with us. This show was previously recorded. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 30% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 79. New Year's Eve, a 20% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, low around 69. New Year's Day, 90% chance of rain and breezy, high near 80 degrees. And for your Sunday, sunny skies with rain and snow in the forecast, high only to 42. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com.
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. Callaway's after Christmas sale starts now. Final markdown. All Christmas 50% off. No exclusions. Permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. All 50% off. This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. We are located in Gluckstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, colored plants, and pine straw to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Our landscape designer Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Callaway's after Christmas sale starts now. Final markdown. All Christmas, 50% off. No exclusions. Permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. All 50% off. Callaway's Gluckstadt on Callan Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your bayou friends jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's old-time chili recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. This is Jake Mangum, not some actor wearing a red shirt. Whenever I was up to bat at MSU, I would see Farm Bureau Insurance. They supported me then, and they take care of me now. I couldn't ask for more supportive teammates. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This show was previously recorded. Trust will say nothing to no 
thank you so much for joining us on Middays. You got Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios. So, yeah, there was an op-ed penned in NBC News that was written by Lux Alptrom is the name. And Lux was uh, incredibly critical of Senator Kristen's cinema. As you said, a rhino, the vitriol is just being uh, hurled in her direction. So <laughs> this is what I'm reading from the op-ed here, folks. Instead of a brash bisexual icon willing and able to stand up to the far right, she's now seen it as, uh, as an unreliable centrist. A self-absorbed Democratic turncoat, more fixated on getting attention and lining her own pockets than uplifting her community. No longer a bi icon, she's now held up as a cautionary tale about the limits of representation. <laughs> she's not a bi icon. I don't know the numbers, and I don't care if you're a bi person or not. Help yourself. Knock yourself out. But why does that got to be injected into into the discussion of economics? Because this is about this writer's aversion to her economic positions. Her positions on... Taxes, in particular, is what torpedoed the whole deal. No longer a bisexual icon. <laughs> I didn't know there was such a thing. Are there cisgender icons? Not because of something they achieved in life. I think that would be problematic. <laughs> I'm afraid it would be. <laughs> but I would imagine in that list you'd have people like... Uh... John Wayne, or Hugh Hefner, or I mean, there's there's all kinds of cis het icons. Well, of course, but not because they're cis, right? What this idiot is implying, of course, is that she's a hero because she's bisexual, and she's, I guess, accomplished something in life. She is a U.S. senator. I would, I, I would mark that as an accomplishment, sure, but. Why do we always have to footnote it with those sorts of things? Sexual preference, gender, zip code, I don't know, name them, all the other physical things. Why does that got to enter into the discussion? Just like the CIA stuff we talked about earlier. Why are they even focused on that? I, I mean, it's a rhetorical question, of course, but... I think it just illustrates how loony we've become. So I shared this with Rhino off the air. It, it came through my uh, one of my subscriptions yesterday. This is from the University of Nevada, Reno, UNR. They, too, released, recently released an Inclusion, Diversity, Equity, and Access Language Guide, or IDEAL is the acronym for short. It provides a variety of language and wording suggestions to the campus community. 
Language is powerful. UNR's Nevada Today editor-in-chief Carl Findelander wrote on October 7th, Nothing quite matches its ability to make someone feel welcomed, valued, and included in a community. So, here's the deal, folks. No longer will, uh, or they, they at least recommend, it's not been prohibited. They don't want the term Native Nevadan to be used in the campus community when referring to people born in the state of Nevada, because it's not respectful to indigenous people who truly are native to the land here in Nevada. How is that disrespectful? You're a native Nevadan. Pretty sure native just means you were born there. Doesn't matter when you were born there, just that you were born there. I kind of thought so, too. Other discouraged terms include BIPOC, BAME, what's that? B-A-M-E. I have no idea what that is. BIPOC is biracial, indigenous, and people of color. I got that. BAME, B-A-M-E, don't know. You're to avoid that. Oh, yeah, it's black, Asian, and minority ethic. BAME and BIPOC apparently represent that. And so they say, those should not be used. Do not write in a way that assumes white is the default. <laughs> we'll take a break. We got Super Talk News, Fox News. Ken Newberger, the executive director of the Mississippi Medical Marijuana Association, in next. This show was previously recorded. A Super Talk Mississippi media production. 